Quiet, please. In exactly 15 seconds, we'll be on the air. everyone for your patience. The DFM show is beginning now. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome. Welcome to the Turd Flinging Monkey show. I am your host, Turd Flinging Monkey. I'm not even going to play video games today because uh, basically, you know, I did some videos recently. I know like there was a lot of, a lot of triggering. It was a great triggering of 2019. Um, a lot of people really misunderstood what I was talking about. So I wanted to address some of that stuff. But let me mute and unmute myself because I can't see myself on the stream. There I am. All right. Anyway, like I was saying, uh, I was... I, I did some videos. I did the, the UBI video. And then I did the political trichotomy video. And I know that that was a... Oh, shit, I forgot to start the timer. Well, no one even does the time codes anyway, but... Oslo sorry does. About that. No, Oslo he, does. He, he hasn't for a while. I think he retired. Uh, listen, let Oslo, listen, Oslo, Oslo's taking a break. Leave him alone. All right, well, okay, so this, this timer is exactly two minutes off. So just in your head, add two minutes, and that's the actual time code. Anyway, so... A uh, couple of things I want to talk about. Uh, the, the whole first of all, let's let's go in chronological order. We had the the UBI thing. A lot of people either they got triggered by the thumbnail in the title, they didn't make it all the way through the video, they l heard what they wanted to hear in the video, or they quit before the seven minute mark. One of those things is true because it had you watch the video. And listen to me instead of like hearing what you want to hear. I don't know why people got triggered by that because I haven't said anything that I haven't said before. But okay, let me try to break it down and explain what I'm talking about. Now, someone pointed out that a lot of these estimations about how there's going to be like 50% unemployment is extremely exaggerated and hyperbolic. And I actually do agree. However, if that's true, if the unemployment rate due to automation and AI and so forth is relatively low, then we have nothing to worry about. In fact, in the UK, there was a study which came out which showed that uh, as jobs were being eliminated through the automation and AI, new, better jobs were being created, and there was actually a net positive increase in jobs, and they were higher-paying jobs because, de doy, as your economy becomes more advanced and productive, you increase the amount of jobs, and they're actually better-paying jobs than the ones you're losing. The only people who get left behind... What's up? Go ahead. Well, I'll the only people... Well, the, on, the only... Thank you, Kat. I'm glad. The only thing that... The only people that get left behind, the objective losers, are literally the people who are too stupid 
to retrain or change their job. Basically, they're the type of person who, when the factory gets shut down, instead of leaving and going somewhere else or doing something else, they just sit there on unemployment and say, well, I'm not getting another job. I'm going to wait for the factory to come back. Those people are fucked. But those people would have been fucked anyway, and those people have been fucked since the 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 days of yore, back when the original Luddites in the Industrial Revolution, when all they knew was farming and the machines were taking their gerbs and they were going around burning and destroying shit, the same kind of people. They're basically just yeah. stupid. So fuck those people. No, no, you, you, uh, sorry, go ahead, Shogun. They're basically the people that you don't want breeding, but end up breeding anyway. Right, and uh, look, uh, anyway, so... Assuming we can absorb the majority of the unemployed into new, better jobs, which is honestly what you see. I mean, look at all the automation we already have. If you go to a car plant, robots make most cars. They make most things in America. Anything that says made in America is probably made by a robot. You go to McDonald's, you see touchscreens. You go to Walmart, you see self-checkout lines. We are already automating jobs, and yet unemployment is really low. So if we're automating all these jobs and all these, you know, bag ladies and all these people are losing their job, why is the unemployment rate so low? Now, some some people who are ignorant about lots of things will say that they're actually just sitting on unemployment and the unemployment rate is really high. It's just that the government lies to you. No, what happens is since the advent of the welfare state, the government literally cannot calculate the unemployment rate the way they used to. Prior to the welfare state, essentially, since there was no welfare... All eligible adults of working age who weren't disabled were in considered the, the workforce because there was no welfare. Unless you were retired or disabled, uh, you were working. But with the welfare state, there's a lot of people who could work but don't have to because they're on welfare. And it doesn't matter how many you know jobs wanted. Uh, how, it doesn't matter how many companies are hiring. They will never work. Because they're comfortable on welfare. They're fine where they are, and they will never work, period. So you can't count those people, or you can't count those people, or you're basically going to inflate the unemployment rate, and there's nothing you can do about it. They're basically, they've taken themselves out of the job market permanently. So by counting them, you're just painting an, an incorrect, distorted picture of reality. Okay, so okay. TFM, what about what what about the people that are between jobs? They're not on the they're not on welfare. They're just between jobs because obviously we're talking about you know uh, automation. We're talking about uh, people in factories, and most jobs lasted. Like for instance, uh, in the UK, we had the coal mines, and a lot of people lost their jobs. Uh, mm-hmm. You know that were grandfathered in through their father's father or whatever, and you know a lot of people lost their jobs. Um, you know it was mainly male orientated orientated these people mm-hmm. lost their jobs they couldn't retrade to do something else mm-hmm. they were they were what, pretty what, much whoa, fucked, whoa, whoa, but, whoa. you mean but, what do you mean they couldn't retrain to do something else there's not well, a single job they were they were too old right they were too old yeah. and they were too stubborn no, look I, i've yeah. been unemployed i've been laid off by a couple jobs in my day and i remember uh I'll, i might date myself a bit i don't think this is a doxing issue though so last time i was laid off uh, I was in the unemployment office, and it, it just so happens this was around the same time as the uh, whoever made Hostess. Remember Hostess? Like they came back, obviously, but they were they are completely bankrupt for a while. Basically, the the unions would not budge, and so Hostess went completely bankrupt, and everyone got fired. 
because the union just would not budge. Well, now the Hostess brand has been bought out by like a private equity firm and they've changed some recipes and Hostess is back, but whatever. The point is when I was just so happened that when I was laid off last, we had a bunch of people from the Hostess layoffs who were in like the same kind of group as me because when you're unemployed and you apply for unemployment, you have to go to like this workshop where they tell you about how to do a resume and, you know, whatever. You have to, like, apply for so many jobs per week and register shit to get your unemployment, whatever. Anyway, yeah. so there, there were a lot of guys from the, the hostess who were older guys. And the, the person giving the lecture for this, this work kind of program was telling them how they need to retrain. They have these workshops three times a week, and there's these hotlines, and there's these online programs. And this guy stood up. He's like, well, I've been a, a manager for you know, 26 years and I, I just can't do anything else, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, he's like getting really mad at her. And it's like, look, retard, your job is gone. Like you need to swallow your fucking pride and you need to get a job. I don't give a shit how many decades you were a manager. Now you're nothing. You're basically the equivalent of a guy who was a king and then your nation was nuked. Now you're not a king anymore. Your kingdom is gone. You okay, can still so call yourself a king. Quick question. Quick question. Do you think do you think the metric for measuring unemployment needs to be updated? Uh, I mean, because, I mean, I, you're saying you're saying that unemployment is the lowest it's ever been for a I didn't long, say that. long time. Okay, so what did you say? Like, it's it's it's, it's really reason. low. It's really low for the because okay. automation keeps going up, and yet unemployment yeah. is pretty low. If well, if, if the if uh, the doomsayers if the doomsayers were correct. If all these jobs in automation and AI were going to cause like all these people to be permanently unemployed, where are they? And yeah, I yeah. drive, whenever I drive, I see all these places with help wanted signs. So, especially fast food. Like every yeah. fast food place I drive past is hiring. This is why yeah. I'm saying to you, maybe the metric is incorrect for measuring unemployment because who wants who who honestly works in fast food for fucking ten years unless you're a man like right. if you, well, you've got to come in well, if you're doing low skilled work you're going to do it for two months three months you're going to move on right that's actually a product of having a low unemployment rate the reason why all these places oh, yeah. are are trying to find workers is because everybody has a better job if there was all this unemployment people would be filling those low-skill, low-pay jobs. Mm -hmm. But because unemployment is so low, they can't find people to take these entry-level minimum wage jobs. But we have okay, automation. Right. We have robots. Where's all the unemployed people? My, okay. my, so, yeah, you, wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm just okay. going to stop right now because I all said right. that I wasn't going to say anything on the show. I was just going to tune in. But TFM, every no. time you say something, I feel the need to I say know. something. So yeah. I'm going to shut the fuck up and it's, you go it's, ahead. It's, it's a Galian dialectics. Anyway, um, we have... So anyway, realistically, when the AI and the, the robot revolution comes, I think we're going to be fine. And the unemployment rate will probably hover, you know, around 20, 30% at most. We're talking... Really, that's being very generous. Saying 50% unemployment, I think, is extremely hyperbolic. Some people... Yeah. Like, what's, what's funny is people, they're trying to... I understand what they're doing. Some people were trying to sway me or try to rebut me by trying to inflate the number all the way up to 95%. Like, that's just insane. But in their brain, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make a consensus that the people who are going to lose their job, uh, they deserve welfare. 
And so if they can get you to believe that you're part of that group, like obviously if the bottom 20% lose their job and you're comfortably in the middle class, you don't give a fuck about the 20%. You need to fucking learn to code, bitch. But if you, if you don't, if you see yourself as that group, they're saying it's a 95%. Well, chances are you're in the 95%. I don't know how many 5%ers we have in the audience, but chances are you're in the 95%. So then, oh shit, the 95% lose their job. Well, I'm in the 95%. And that's how they build a group. But honestly, they don't, they're lying. 95% of people are not going to lose their job. That's retarded. And you can see this. What's funny is everyone thinks the biggest almost theme of my life is people always tell me this time it's different. This time it's different. It's never different. When the Industrial Revolution destroyed a bunch of farm jobs, it created very many more industry jobs in the factories. When the factory jobs were destroyed in in place of the service and entertainment and leisure industries, more jobs were created. And as the economy advanced, the jobs that were lost were shitty manual labor jobs, low-skill, low-IQ jobs. And the jobs that were created were higher-paying, more comfortable, higher-IQ jobs. Hmm. Now... As the economy shifts again, eventually I'll, the next shoot to drop is going to be administrative jobs. If your job is just babysitting a database and doing data entry, your job is going to go away. And frankly, it should. And that and yeah. you hate your job. You hate your job, don't you? You don't like doing data entry. Why are you crying about your job? You're only crying about it because you think, uh, well, I'm never going to find another job. If this data entry job that I hate goes away, what am I going to do? Yeah, this you is make the a very... You make a very good point. I'm sorry to cut you off, but you make a very good point there. Yeah, I wanted to bring this up, but I didn't want to interrupt Kat, but this reminds me a lot of the, um, the time when the coal miners were losing their jobs in Kentucky. So they were all complaining about losing their jobs, and they didn't want, I guess they didn't want robots and automation taking over because they wanted something to do. But, at the, but it's the opportunity for them to get higher, ed, better educated. They could be the ones operating the machinery in, in the coal mines, assuming the coal mines are still existing. But instead, they choose to make meth and sell meth and do meth all day. So they pretty much uh, well, brought the destruction upon themselves. Uh, well, there's there's a meth epidemic all throughout middle America. It has nothing to do with the loss of coal mining jobs. It has everything to do with the rise of single motherhood among the white community. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a yeah. little, little phlegm in my throat. Yeah, so as single motherhood rises, and you see, if you look at a chart, uh, the single motherhood rate today is higher than it was among blacks in the 60s. So the problems that we you could see historically in the black community in the 60s, you're now seeing in the white community. And what are those problems? Drug, drug abuse, welfare dependence, crime, poverty, so on and so forth. This is not rocket science. Welfare breeds dependency. Welfare dependency for women breeds single motherhood, poverty, all this... Endless bullshit. And there's only one way to cut it off is to cut off the welfare. But you're like, oh, what about the poor women? Look, <laughs> like, I'm just telling you the truth. Like, it, look, the truth hurts. I know. I know the truth hurts. That's really like, that's the story of my life is the truth hurts. Welfare yeah. is not a good idea. It's never a good idea. Yep, never. It ne- it's never a good idea because now I believe you were talking about this on a show a while back that any sort of, of financial assistance would, and this was like a long time ago, um, especially when it came for women, if they ever needed financial assistance, like let's say they were a widow, then they could probably get help from the local church or the community, but they wouldn't go mooching off of the government um, just because they right. had a well, kid out of I wedlock. Was, then it, and I was talking to someone about this. They asked me um, if I support charity. 
And I do because you have to understand the nature of private charity. Private charity is very often a marketing tool for a society or for a church. Just like the way the churches will print off Bibles, they'll buy a bunch of Bibles and give them away. Now, you may be like, well, why? You're wasting all this money. People are giving you tithings and offerings. You're just buying Bibles and giving them away. What a waste. Well, why are they doing that? They're giving away Bibles because they're hoping to get people to accept Jesus and come to their church. It's a it's a form of marketing, for lack of a better word. Call it evangelism. It's basically marketing. Same thing with charity. When you help someone poor, what are you doing? You're trying to get, like, say someone's homeless. You offer to give them a hot meal. Where is the hot meal? Oh, it's at the church? Yeah, come to the church. We're giving away hot meals for the poor. Oh, while you're here, let me tell you about Jesus. That's why they do it. It's not just, hey, here's free money. Have a nice day. It's, hey, there's money and food over here, but I want to talk to you about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So it's a marketing expense, just like commercials. Like when you're a company and you want to market your product, you have to buy advertising space. Charity for these churches is a way to market to the poor, to get them to come to church. And they're not doing it maliciously. They truly believe that if they went to church and their souls were saved, they would be better people. In fact, uh, like a lot of the people who are homeless are either mentally ill or they have substance uh, dependence problems, either alcohol or drugs. Well, if you look at the uh, the Alcoholics Anonymous or any a lot of these drug rehab programs, they have religion as part of their their program. You know, finding a higher power is like one of the ways that a lot of addicts find strength to not be addicted anymore. So a lot of these homeless people who are addicted to drugs or are addicted to alcohol, going to church, it might be the best thing for them. It might save their life. So there's Uh no nefarious... The point is, the government doesn't do any of that. Why is the government giving people free money? Because they vote. It's simply vote buying. A dependent voter is a dependable vote. They're not, but they're not trying to make you a better person. They're not trying to instill in you any kind of beneficial habits that are going to get you out of poverty. They're just giving you money so that you'll vote for a particular party. So in the results is they have no incentive to make you a better person. So everyone just sits on welfare and then they demand more. They kind of they shake their cup and the government gives them more. And people learn like, oh, I don't need to work. In fact, uh, I watched a video... There was a UBI, speaking of UBI, getting back to the original topic, there was a UBI experiment in the Scandinavian countries. I want to say Finland, but it might be Denmark. I can't remember which one. And obviously it can't be paid for. That was never in question. What they were trying to do is they were going to test whether people with UBI would get jobs. Because the theory was when people um, get welfare that's dependent on income, they're disincentivized to get a job. Because if they get a job, they'll lose the welfare. But let's say we just gave them cash and they wouldn't lose it if they got a job so they could get more money. Would the unemployed people now getting UBI be more incentivized to get a job? The answer is no. If you give someone enough enough money to live on, they don't work. They're like, oh shit, I have enough money to live on. I guess I don't have to work at all. And this yeah. is why... So what you have is you have two you have two kind of branching paths. Do you make the UBI enough to live on? If you do, everyone's just going to sit on their fucking ass and do nothing. But if you don't make it enough to live on, if you, if you make it enough to where they won't be starving in the streets, but not enough to live comfortably, like people say, a thousand a month isn't enough. That's only 12,000 a year. You can't live on 12,000 a year. Get a fucking job. 
Well, but I mean, but you get a fucking job. It gets free money. You can get a job and also get twelve thousand dollars in additional money. But people are like, no, I want all the money to live on and not have to work. No. It's like, but, uh, but I don't want to work. No one wants to work. No one gets up in the morning like, all right, I'm going to work today. I can't wait to sit in traffic for an hour. Nobody, nobody says that. But you, you know what? Like, this is the thing about communism. When nobody has an incentive to work, no one works. Guess what happens to your economy? It grinds to a screeching halt. If nobody worked because everyone was getting UBI and they could live comfortably in that UBI, who is going to grow your food? Who's going to work at a store to sell you products? Who's going to do anything other than like the fun jobs that everybody wants? You'll have plenty of people discovering their inner artist and you'll have nobody to like fix your car or deliver your groceries or do anything that you actually need to survive. And that's what you see in communist countries. You see long food lines, food shortages, people starving and eating their children. That's what that, like, I know, look, I get it. You don't want to work. I understand. I, I, I've been there. But if you don't work, if nobody works, your entire system collapses. Because we rely on this intricate system of trade and specialization to make all this shit work. So, anyway... Uh, Stephen, can I just, I just, I just got back. Go um, I, right, I just heard you say that people don't want to work. I wouldn't say that people don't want to work. It's maybe they're not smart enough to do some of the service-based jobs. Wouldn't you no, say? It's, uh, no, but look, no. Yeah. Talk to people who work in the offices who do the service-based jobs. If if they didn't have to work anymore, if they could retire tomorrow and basically live a, a, a comfortable enough life. They would quit their job. Yeah, I, you... I agree with TFM on this. Um, most people they don't want to work, and they and most people well, they no, hate no, their no, jobs how, too. Well, listen, if listen, if you okay. can get the money that you're getting, mm -hmm. you know that you do for your work, you can sit at home and do nothing. Obviously, everyone would say, "Yeah, I would rather do that." No one wants to work. Nobody wants to work. I get it. Yes, but right. that's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> well, well, there's a, there's another thing too. So. If, well, there's, there's a reason why this wouldn't work. So let me, again, I agree. All the people who criticized me and says, you're supporting UBI, UBI doesn't work. I know. I'm not disagreeing with that. <laughs> I'm not saying it'll work. I'm saying it's going to happen if the unemployment rates get high enough because we have universal suffrage. That's where we fucked up. Once you get all, everyone to vote and once enough people are unemployed, they'll simply vote themselves socialism. They don't give a shit. Well, well I, I was, I, listen, I've never accused you of being... A proponent for UBI, dude. Well, I've heard well, no, I'm, you I'm enough. Not, I'm not. So, I'm not talking you know, to you. I'm, in my mouth. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm not putting words in your mouth. I'm putting words. Like there are people who criticize me because they didn't watch the video or didn't understand it. But okay, so we have two two scenarios. One is we give them like a thousand dollars a month. Oh, hold on, Celestina has a, a word to say. What would you say to the employers that think you can't retrain someone to work in their field primarily because of age? Well, look, old old workers who are retraining are going to have to compete with uh, younger workers who basically it doesn't matter what you did unless what you did is somehow related to your new field you're basically starting at the bottom so if you were a steel worker your whole life and now at like 50 you are retraining as a coder for example when you apply for that coding job none of your steel worker industry is applicable none of it so you are competing with a college graduate now 
the way you win, the way you win that job is your superior work ethic, your old timey hard work, you know, whatever. That's how you run laps around. Because the problem, and I could tell you this for a fact, uh, employers don't like hiring millennials because all they do is bitch about how hard the work is and how it's not fulfilling and how they want like a, they basically want their employer to feel good and be a family. And the employer's like, just fucking make me money, bitch. That's why you're here. So if you have like that old school work ethic and you're ready to just get down there and not complain and do what needs to be done, uh, you'll probably get the job over the millennial. The, the exception is if you're so old that you have like obvious health problems because then you're unreliable. Why would I hire someone who's so old they have obvious health problems who's probably going to be calling in sick every other day yeah, but when I can hire someone who's young and healthy? Okay, I, I agree with that, but obviously age discrimination is a thing. Um, you know, if you've got two, if you've got two uh, potential employees, one of you know they they're both skilled, they both got the same credentials, but one mm -hmm. of them is young and impressionable. One of them is old and impressionable. <laughs> Which one well, would you take? It doesn't. No, all things being equal, I'd probably hire the older guy right. because the. The young, well, the, the younger guy's probably a fucking dipshit millennial, who's like, "Oh, well, this this job isn't fulfilling enough. I want, I want you to hire more women, and I want you to be more diverse." Whereas the old guy's just like, "Fuck, I got bills to pay, bro. I just, I just need a job." And you know what? I see where you're coming from, TFM. But it also reminds me of this, um, of this commercial, hair commercial, where you had there were actually two guys, one with um, solid black hair, the other with mostly gray hair. He's at an interview, and he has what it's called the identity crisis. So it's called. So the first, the young guy was essentially saying to the interviewer, "I have, um, I have energy," and the older guy was saying, "Well, I have experience." So I can imagine just um, employers trying to balance things between that um, well, energy but your, and experience. Your, but your experience needs to be on your resume. Now, there's a downside to hiring older employees, and I'm, I'm speaking from the employer's perspective because I've been on both sides of this equation. The problem with hiring old people, especially if they have previous but now non-applicable work experience, is they want to treat, especially younger employees, like kids, like they're their boss, even when they technically are lower ranked than them. So let's say you hire an older guy who's been retrained in coding for some reason, and he is working for your you know, department head who's like in his, his mid-30s. That old guy is going to be like, he's not going to treat that 30-something manager with respect. He's going to be like, well, I was a manager for... Now, if that happens, you fire him. Like, get the fuck out of here, Grandpa. I don't have time for your bullshit. I don't give a shit how many decades you were a manager at the steel mill. That job's gone. None of that experience is applicable. I don't give a fuck. Get that chip off your fucking shoulder. Maybe another trip to the unemployment line will learn you some respect for people who actually are more skilled in the job you're in, not just life in general. But you run into that a lot. With a lot of these older employees who get reskilled have this chip on their shoulder where they think they're owed respect for their age alone. And no, nobody's owed anything. So if you have like a cocky old guy who thinks that everyone should kiss his ass because he's he, his birthday was before you, he can play hide and go fuck himself. But as long as he's a productive worker that's enthusiastic to be there and he's like willing to learn and has a good positive attitude, he's probably going to work harder than the millennial guy. Because the millennial guy is going to be distracted with women and bullshit. Uh, you know, like, shit can happen to him. That old guy, he's basically set in his ways. So if he's a good worker today, he's going to be a good worker in six months. But that millennial, he's going to go through some life changes. He might knock some girl up and, you know, everything goes out the window at that point. Yep, I, I see exactly what you mean. 
And especially when it comes to having the mindset of seniority, now that's something I had to overcome myself because even in my industry, I mean, what I'm making now is not is not quite as much as I used to make, but I worked as a contractor on, on several different things and several different fields in the technology industry. And for what I'm for what I'm doing now, I was expecting to be making maybe like 30 or 40,000 more. I was initially even quoted 15,000 more for my salary. But um, honestly, I just I didn't care. I said, you know what, I'm going to take my pride, swallow it and do this job because not only do I like this company, but I want full time permanent and, and stable employment. So honestly, it just it doesn't even matter. You, It's like I don't I mean, honestly, I understand where it comes from. But at the same time, you don't have to let something like that dictate you either, because in, in, in the long run, it's not really going to do you much good. I mean, even even I've heard, you know, because I even called into the Tom Likas show and talked about stuff like this before. And OK, now Tom Likas hasn't been on the radio since um, since February 2009, if I remember correctly. And he was talking about how some radio shows had uh, radio stations had called and said they they wouldn't mind hiring him again but they wanted him to work for one sixth of what he originally made. And Tom did not want to work for that. So he immediately just shot it down. So I don't know how you feel about that, but ultimately well, the main thing is if, if you're comfortable, if you're self-employed, then yeah, you, you have the luxury, but if you're unemployed, you know, if, if your factory, if your old job is gone and you have to retool, you need to take all that experience and that that pride you had in being whatever you were, and you need to throw that right out the window because you are now competing with people freshly out of college or freshly out of trade school who know exactly the same amount that you do about this job. Your your age and your prior experience, unless it's applicable, means nothing. So to act like you're better than them or they need to give you respect, you know, that you need to leave. I will fire you mm. for that shit. Yeah. And honestly speaking, um, even in my industry, there's a lot of competition. So I yeah. knew I couldn't really afford to turn my nose up at things like I did because there was a time well, where I had a lot of bargaining power. But a lot I'm of it, a lot I of it is it now. a lot of it is determined by the industry they came from. So, for example, the worst people to hire. The worst, like the we'll just call them the old, re, the retooled elderly, these people who lost their job and got education, and now they're ready to enter the workforce again with a different set of skills. The worst people to hire are former union workers. Fuck those people, and the reason why I have nothing against unions per se because they're private. Even in an ANCAP system, there'd be unions. Here's the problem: in a union, it's very hard to get fired, and everything's based on seniority. So that's the mentality they bring in. Like meritocracy is like a foreign language to them. They expect to just get their seniority to count for something, and they expect to basically have all these perks and like they think it's like a union job. It's like, hey, dipshit, this isn't a fucking union job. And then they get all uppity. It's like, get the fuck, you're fired, get out. So it's just like, I just, I, yeah. So if you're a union guy, you might want to take that off your resume. Or you might want to change it, or you might want to do something, because that's actually a red flag if you're a former union so, employee. So TFM, have you have you ever been part of a union? No. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, are, you, are you adverse to it? Or, uh, I'm not. I'm not I mean, against it. I just, I, 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 I've never worked in an industry that either required unions mm -hmm. or, whatever. Yeah. I'm not against. I'm not been... against unions in theory, but I have noticed that people who came from union jobs that have like trying to get another job after their union job is gone 
they treat their new job, and I, I understand why it's human nature. It's what they're used to. Like for them, for however many years they worked at the union, this is the way the job was. They don't understand that the not—it's almost like a government employee. Government employees are like unions, but worse because it's almost impossible to fire a government employee. So yeah, when a union, when a uh, a government employee gets fired, which almost never happens, like even during the government shutdown. Like, these guys in the fucking government, they were turning to GoFundMe for people to give them money rather than get a job. Like, that's how... It, it, like, they live in a fantasy world. Like, it, I can't wait for the shit to hit the fan and all these government employees to be so fucked because they've lived in this bubble their whole life. They have no idea how the world works outside of this government bubble they've worked in. And they have... In, even it, You can't even tell them. You can't even warn them how bad it is because they won't believe you. It's like trying to tell someone who's like, you know, go to medieval times in the middle of like Europe and try to explain what Africa is. They won't even know what the fuck you're talking about because they have no concept. Mm, right. I mean, I don't think I could ever convince my mom that a union is not the be in, always in the best of interests, even when she says... It just makes well, it, um, e uh, why would you want to not work in a union when it would make it easier for you to keep your job? <laughs> it doesn't. I, I kind of jump in here for just a moment. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, I don't have a whole lot of experience when it comes to unions and union workers per se. When it comes to traditional jobs, what I do have experience with is teacher unions because I spent a lot of time in college. And everything I've seen out of teacher unions has been absolute cancer especially considering the uh, leftist influence on, on college campuses. So I had this one art teacher who, of course, it was a course that I had to take because it's one of those stupid required things that I didn't need to know. But it's like, oh, you know, you need to have uh, what's it called li your liberal arts education. So this lady was a fat, disabled, older woman who was very leftist leaning in her mentality. And the art that she taught was like, she would have been better off in a, uh, like teaching a, not even a middle school, but like a younger school. But yeah, she's, she's teaching in college. I'm like, let me, okay. So I, I don't need this. I need somebody to actually push my skill, not give me arts and crafts. I did not pay, you know, however much money the co course cost to do arts and crafts with an older disabled lady. I wanted to actually be challenged. But you can't fire her because she's in a union. Mm -hmm. You can't fire her because of the, the influence that the teachers' unions have within the system. The entire fucking system's corrupt like that. You can have a teacher who everybody complains about, but you can't get rid of them. And even if you did get rid of them, who are you going to replace them with? Now, I would say you don't need to replace them, of course, but it's kind of like with Obamacare. Oh, what are you going to replace it with? How about nothing? You, that's that's not even on the table. So my experience with unions is that, like, t like with TFM, I'm not against them in principle, but considering the system as it is, every time I've been exposed to them with the school system, it's been terrible. And all of the good teachers that I respect, funny enough, none of them were in unions. So, well, okay. So the the key takeaway though is unions benefit the workers, which is why you know someone said their mom supports unions. Yeah, because they're only thinking about it from their shallow self interest. You have to consider this is the the, the big secret of economics. You have to take a step back. You got to think about the system as a whole. Like Hostess is a perfect example. 
the unions got a whole bunch of benefits. Hostess said, hey, guys, um, you're a little bit too generous. We're going to go bankrupt. We need to get rid of some of these benefits or we're all going to lose our job. And they're like, no, we want all our benefits. And the hostess went bankrupt and everyone lost their job. Now, after everyone lost their job, all the union workers were like, the fucking union fucked us. We're all unemployed now. Fuck the union. But I guarantee had the union capitulated and gotten rid of some benefits, like, fuck the union. They're supposed to watch our backs because people are just stupid. They don't understand, like, how the world works. They, they understand they understand very little. I, like, I found that the average person is a fucking retard. And, um, yep. yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the yeah. cutoff is. And it, it's, it's a curse. It's a curse, I tell you. But anyway, to so get back to UBI, but we're going to go full circle. I want to finish this topic. The whole, the whole point of my video was if unemployment is high enough, if the 50%, which I don't really believe is true, but let's say it is true. For the sake of argument, if there was 50% unemployment and universal suffrage, they will have UBI. They, they will demand communism. They don't give a shit. The average person's a retard. You losers need to drink Mexican beer and boycott fucking chicks in the ass and reintegrate your colonies back into the British Empire. <laughs> thank thank that you. That wasn't Kat. me. That was me. That was your subconscious. That was your subconscious. I only agree with one of those statements. <laughs> anyway, um, so anyway, my point was if the estimates are true that all these jobs are going to get lost, it doesn't matter. See, here's the thing. Economic disruptions are a good thing and they're temporary, but people are stupid. So if, if a bunch of jobs are lost, but new jobs are being created, but it's going to be like, like a recession that the economy is going to go down, but then all these new jobs are going to be created, and then slowly all these people be reintegrated, and within five years we'll be fine. The average person doesn't under doesn't understand or appreciate that. They will vote for communism immediately if they can. They will vote to shut down all the automation. All it doesn't work. It, nothing works, and it's because they're scared. And there's nothing you can do. You can't educate them out of it. Because they're emotional thinkers. There's no fact, there's no argument you can present to an emotional thinker. You have to make them feel better. And unfortunately, the only thing that's going to make them feel better is free money. If they can't work, they want free money. Now, uh, Tim Pool, again, I got like a recommendation from YouTube. I'm not even subscribed to him, but I get like his videos recommended to me for some reasons. He, he, he said in this video that if you have universal basic income, it's simply going to be what... Um, employers have to compete with. So if everyone's getting $12,000 a year, then that is the new floor. If I want you to come work for me, because again, no one's going to work. If $12,000 is enough for them to live on, no one's going to work. So in, as an employer, if I want someone to work for me, I have to offer them more than what I would otherwise offer them. Because in order to incentivize you to actually get off your ass and come work for me, I have to pay you something like $20 an hour, $30 an hour. So that you'll get off your fucking ass and work for me. It'll be worth your time. Now, you're thinking, that's great. $30 an hour to work at McDonald's. What a great deal. How's McDonald's going to pay for... To, how's McDonald's going to afford to pay you $30 an hour? What do you think they're going to have to do to the price of their food in order to pay you $30 an hour? They're going to have to jack it up. So all UBI will do is cause massive inflation. And then we'll be back to where we started. But instead of everyone just having nothing... Everyone will get useless money that you can't buy anything with, and now they'll have to work anyway. It, it doesn't work. It just causes inflation. That's how it's going to get paid for anyway. It's, it's stupid. But 
It doesn't matter if it's stupid. People will demand it because they're stupid. Universal suffrage was the biggest mistake pretty much ever. And I've been watching some videos. This is kind of going to lead into the the other topic. But just to, to close out the UBI thing, I'm not saying UBI works. It doesn't. I'm not saying it wouldn't lead directly to communism. It will. I'm just saying if enough people are unemployed, we will have it. And the end result of this UBI experiment will be communism and then a purge. Because that's how communism always is. Here's what I ever, just a quick aside. I always, I never understood how, so the left thinks, you know, Nazis are the worst thing in the world. And why are they the worst things in the world? Because they, they genocided, you know, other people. Hold on, see what Celsius You've had great content lately, but I think a great idea would be to start selling tickets to PUA seminars. Kappa. Oh, fuck that shit. Right, seriously. Yeah. Also, like, look, is on is quick aside. So you have two options. You have door number one, door number two. So to pick a door, you got to pay two thousand dollars. For two thousand dollars, you can go to a PUA seminar where they could teach you how to like maintain frame and how you can use pheromone soap. Or for two thousand dollars, you can buy a realistic sex doll like Celestina. Choose, but choose wisely. For one yeah. path leads what? to eternal awesomeness. The other path yeah. leads to disappointment and smelling like skunk pheromones. And with that being, and with that being said, can we get back to your your okay. communism topic? Well, okay. So, well, yeah. So the robot purge is basically the final solution for communism. Now, my point about the Nazis is the reason why the Nazis are the, the most evilest, worst thing in the history of ever is because they genocided other people. So the Nazis killed Jews and gypsies and basically people who weren't German. So therefore, they're evil. But Mao, he only killed his own people. So even though he killed... And we're sort of fine with that. We're, 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 we're okay yeah. with it. We're, as long as it's your own people. It doesn't count. But if you kill someone else... So if you kill another group of people that isn't you, you're the worst thing in the world. But if you kill your own people... Like, th- what, how many times... Like, uh, what, Hitler killed, like, 6 million? How many did Mao kill? Like, 30 million? Like, five times more? Some crazy yeah. fucking amount? So, that's fine. You can kill five times as many people as Hitler, as long as it's your own people. That's great. Right. Go ahead and, and just and on, kill your own people. Whatever. And on top of that, I mean, I mean, also you have Stalin and Lenin. I mean, and communists all combined, I mean, they've killed far more than Nazis have. And Ooh, even yeah. if you want to include this... Nazis were, oh, Nazis were barely around. Like, think of, like, the fascist movement was only around for a couple decades, and then, gone. They didn't, have, up, a, but, didn't have a chance. People, a lot of people, they, they're, not, they're not down with Stalin, guys. Like, a, a lot of people have issues with what Stalin did with his five-year plans. Lenin didn't kill anyone. Um, you know, no, he was... Well, he was Lenin in killed court. people. Well, well no, Lenin, yes. Lenin killed people. Compared but to Stalin? Not compared to Stalin. Stalin. Right, so so Stalin is like the uh, you know how like Chavez he did he actually instituted all the policies that brought Venezuela down, yeah. but everybody's blaming Maduro, like oh no Chavez was great it's Maduro because the collapse happened under Maduro, so it's like basically look do you communism, think people blame Lenin? Is that what you're, is that what you're no, saying? No, right, people people Lenin? would have blamed Lemon Lemon people would blame mm-hmm. Lenin if he was alive long enough for communism to metastasize in the way it always does but basically he you know what it's like it's like a clinton and bush follow me on a journey here so clinton i actually wrote an economics paper about this so i i know what i'm talking about 
You have to take my word for it because I'm not going to dox myself and share it with you. But uh, the reason why Bill Clinton is remembered as like he he had like no deficits and he had this great economy. It had nothing to do with any policy he he did as president at all. His big claim to fame, the reason why he was such a great president, was because he happened to be president during the dot-com bubble. That's it. Anyone who was president during the dot-com bubble would have been credited with, you know, steering this great economy or whatever. It was just the dot-com bubble. And then he happened to leave the presidency before the dot-com bubble burst, which was in 2001. It was a wave. Yeah, so so Bill Clinton, Bill, Bill Clinton was president during the entirety of the dot com bubble, and then he he changed hands with George W. Bush, uh, literally the year before the dot com bubble burst. So he's remembered as this, having this great economy and this brilliant economic person when it had nothing to do with anything he did. He was just happy to be president during the bubble, and then George W. Bush got all the blame for the dot com bubble bursting and nine eleven, which of course he had nothing to do with either. He was like barely president when it happened. They were still bitching about the Florida recounts when 9-11 happened. Like, it wasn't even... It was that close to the election. The point is, basically, that's what happened with Lenin and Stalin. If Lenin was alive long enough, he wasn't, like, replaced by Stalin, all the things that... Well, maybe not all the things, but a lot of the bad things that Stalin's remembered for would have happened under Lenin. But because things didn't get as bad, just like with Chavez and Maduro, every if Chavez didn't die of a heart attack or however... I think he died of a heart attack. If he had survived... This collapse would have happened exactly the same way. Maduro hasn't done anything substantively different than what Chavez was doing. But Maduro's blamed because the collapse happened under his watch, whereas Chavez is like, oh, he did it the right way because it didn't collapse yet. But it would have collapsed had he not died. The thing is that Lenin and Stalin were actually at odds when Lenin was going into uh, ill health. He actually wanted Stalin removed from his positions of power. So this, he didn't agree with. But Sorry, there, there are, there are people who are at odds in the Communist Party in China. There are factions within the Communist Party. Of China. It doesn't matter. It's it's a distinction without a difference. I'm sure Stalin and Lenin had uh, disagreements, just like you see in any movement. You go to like an alt right rally, you're going to see people who they're all down with like 99 percent of things, but there's like that one percent that they're really disagreeing on. And you would see, like, oh my gosh, they're so. But like, no, they they agree on most things. It's like one percent of things. But look, anyway, I, mm-hmm. I can't remember where I was going with that. But so communism, it always ends. I get, oh, I get oh, the, I get the, ro- the robot purge, the robot purge. So once once we have yes. UBI, and once that leads to communism, the way communism always ends is in the enslavement and death of the majority of the, of the people in, under communism. Maybe not the majority, but what you'll see is all the people who are like under real communism. Not, not the philosophical utopian communism, but under actual communism, there is no free shit. After they're done eating the rich, and once they've nationalized all the industries, and the, then they, they need to force you to work, because they've gotten rid of money. So if you're not going to work for free, how are they going to get you to work? They're, like, they're going to force you to work. They're going to give you a quota and say, you will work. And you will produce this. And if you don't, they will throw you in a gulag, and they'll put a gun at you, and say, well, now you're going to produce this. And if you don't, they're going to shoot you. That's called enslavement. That's how communism actually ends in reality. So all these dipshits who think they're going to get free shit, they might for a year or two as they're eating the rich. But here's the thing. Once the government has all the power, they don't need you anymore. The only reason why they need you now is because they need your votes. They need you to vote them into power. But once they have the power, they don't need to bribe you. They don't need to buy your vote. 
you're, you're now superfluous. They can just take whatever they want. They have the power now. So yeah, you'll get free stuff for a while until you've outlived your usefulness. And then the gulags get built and the slavery starts and you get killed. But for whatever reason, as long as you're killing your own people, it doesn't count. As long as you don't yes. kill other people. No, don't kill so, other people. Just kill yeah, kill your own people. Then thumbs up. Yeah, it's kind of like idea. abortion. It's kind of like abortion. Right, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, you yeah. go ahead, dude. Okay. Yeah, it's it's kind of like abortion. As as long as we're killing unborn children or children that were just born, it's okay. We can kill them in mass, and and we kill more people than than the Nazis ever did. So it's okay. Well, it's it's funny you should mention that, especially since killing more than the Nazis, because. The people who are so pro-abortion, have you ever noticed that they, they completely lose their minds about the Nazis dehumanizing people in order to um, <clears throat> in order to be able to, to kill them without caring? But then right. they say that babies aren't, uh, unborn babies aren't people either. It's so, literally the same thing that they well, accuse the Nazis I, I have a, of. I have a theory. I have a, no, it's not the same thing, and I'll tell you why. I'm, I have a theory. It's a hypothesis, and I think it'll actually be, be borne out. The reason why communism isn't evil and the reason why killing your own people is okay even if you kill many times more people is because to a progressive life has no inherent value however the reason why the nazis are evil for killing other people is because it was discrimination it was racism so murder isn't evil racism is evil so as long as you're murdering someone for non-racist reasons you can murder away but if you if you think you're better than them because you're a different race or a different nation, then you're evil. So, yeah, no, I think that's really it. Because if you look at look at progressivism, they're all about the belief that everybody's the same, everybody's equal. There's no distinction. Making distinctions between people is evil. But they're all about murder. They will they will kill a motherfucker. They will kill millions of motherfuckers as long as you're not racist. TFM, excellent video on the political trichotomy, I learned a lot. Sandman just made a good video where he noted that women are socialist with men's money but individualist, capitalist with their bodies. That one red bill demystifies many things. Well, well, in fact, I was watching some, I watched a lot of videos recently about the whole political trichotomy and stuff like that. And um, someone made it, I can't remember what video it was, but there was a video I was watching well, it was talking about people are conservative with what they love. So whatever it is you love toward about that thing, you're going to be very conservative towards it. So think of the stereotypical qualities of a conservative. You oppose change. Uh, you want to preserve things the way they are. Uh, you are defensive against people encroaching on your thing. If that's a thing you love, just think of a thing you love and you're going to act like a conservative. But if it's something that you don't love or something, some, when you could benefit from not being conservative, then you are. So, yes, women are conservative with their bodies because they love themselves. This is pretty much one of the only things they do love. But, of course, they're very liberal with men's money because they didn't earn it. Fuck men. But, okay. yeah. So, think, same thing with video games. Like, the reason why these communities didn't like the progressives coming in there, even though, like, you could be like a, a diet in the wool communist, but if you were like a, a hardcore gamer, you didn't like all this shit coming, going in and into your community and changing things. You liked the way things were because when it comes down to what you love, you're, you're a conservative. Right. So, TFM, um, 
if you talk about all this automation in uh, factories and in uh, admin jobs and all other stuff, uh, when are we gonna hit diminish? Oh, hold on. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. Telling envy or mentalists to kill themselves to save the planet is the same as a feminist telling MGTOT to bite a bullet to reach real freedom. Your conservative logic is reaching potato levels TFM. I'm worried, Lowell. You're worried, Lowell. Uh, not really, because here's the thing. Environmentalism believes that humans are a disease. They're like Agent Smith. Everything, like when they're talking about global warming, they're talking about human activity. The only way to eliminate, the only way to save the environment is for humans to camp. Well, if humans went back to camping and we didn't have this advanced society, then I think the Earth, I think it was estimated without our massive infrastructure of international trade and technology, the Earth can only sustain about a billion people. The entire Earth. There are 7 billion people on Earth right now. So if we prioritize the environment, 6 billion people would have to die. So That's just a fact. Talking like Georgia Stones or something. Yeah, I'm. T yeah, I'm just talking like without, without our trade and technology, Georgia. our just-in-time delivery, we could we couldn't sustain the population that we have. Only about a billion people would survive on Earth. So six billion people would die. Six sevenths of the world's population would have to die. So I think it's oh, only no. right that the environmentalists lead by example. I don't think that's being a hypocrite. Which they won't. Which they won't. They want to be in the, you know, whatever, the one billion that get to live. It's, it, yeah, fuck environmentalism, seriously. And in fact... Right, so, in, TFM, I need to, I need to yes. ask you something. I mean, okay. you're talking about automation uh -huh. in, ad, uh, in factories, admin jobs, and so on and so forth. And obviously, uh -huh. uh, jobs are going to be phased out. People are going to have to go looking for new jobs. When are you going to hit diminishing returns on... You know, a, a people's ability to find new jobs. Well, I mean, it's li well. Okay, so there's only there's only one limiting factor. So human wants and desires are infinite. It doesn't matter. Like as labor resources are freed up, the costs of goods become cheaper because robots work for free. So we'll be uh, able so to think about it. Like years and years ago, like I don't know, the 1800s or early 1900s. The majority of our income was spent on basic necessities, food, clothing, shelter. That was the majority of our income. Now, very little of our income is actually spent on food, clothing, and shelter. Most of our income is spent on entertainment, which was unheard of like 100 years ago. But as our... So you would think, oh, well, our, our basic needs are met. I don't need to make any more money. No, people just, they create new needs. Now I need an iPhone. I need a vacation. I need a, a like a cushy retirement. These new needs just were pulled out of nothing. These needs didn't exist before. Back in the day, you worked until you died. You worked until your body broke. There was no such thing as retirement. And then when your body did break, your kids would take care of you until you died. That was your retirement. Anyway, the point is, there's only one limiting factor, and that is evolution and the raising of IQ. And this is where welfare needs to go. Welfare is like, it's the catalyst for re retarding evolution. Because think, what is evolution? It's the survival of the fittest. The weak and the, the unfit disappear. The strong and the fit reproduce, and they become stronger and more fit. And the humanity and the, the, everything gets better. As long as that keeps happening, and as long as human IQ continues to improve based on natural selection, 
uh, we can go as far as we can. And then by the time we get to a certain point, we can use technology to supplement our IQ so we can keep up. I actually predict the future isn't uh, humans being the pets of some AI. I think the future is humans and AI kind of becoming some cybernetic organism, like ghost in the shell. People are like, look, haven't you seen um, iRobot? Or no, I think Ghost in the Shell is a more accurate uh, picture of what the future would actually look like. Assuming we don't get collapse circumstances. But well, yeah, obviously Islam's going to take over before that. Yeah, exactly. We're heading for an idiocracy. So it's not the same thing, dude. Like, I mean, you made you made a point where you know um, certain jobs are going to be phased out, IQs are going to raise, and we're all going to live in, well, you know, la-la well, land. The reason, the reason why happy. I say that, the reason why I say that is as the economy advances and as uh, as labor resources are freed up by robotics and AI, it takes a higher IQ to hmm. do the jobs that remain. Like, working on a farm is fairly low IQ. Working in a factory takes a little bit more IQ than working in a farm, but not much. Working in an office job, doing data entry or, you know, selling shit working in a call center these are not high iq jobs but it's probably a little bit higher iq than you know working in a factory and then as the economy keeps going up the skills needed and the iq needed keeps going up so the only limitation is when the basically the limitations of our own ability to increase our iq which with technology may be limitless we may simply so what use happens, okay so what happens when we hit the singularity where technology just runs away and you know, oh, then, then we will live in what's called a post-scarcity world, where yeah. once once technology does everything, then everything is essentially free and limitless. And what we know as human nature and the human experience and the struggle, because that's really what defines the human experience, is the yeah. struggle for resources. Imagine all that's gone. We have infinite resources, infinite energy, which are basically the same thing. If you have one, you have the other. Uh there's no reason to struggle anymore. You can have everything you need, everything you want. I mean, human wants, desires are infinite. Basically, with infinite uh, energy and resources, you could just keep building if you want. Like, just keep doing whatever the hell. So, so it doesn't matter. But hold on. I, I know where you're going with that. Okay. And okay. I, I agree with you to a certain degree. But I, I just right. want to make this the, the distinction. I mean, okay. is it going to be a thing where we're exploring the stars, you know, going to Alpha Centauri or are we going to be fat people living like in, in Wally? Basements? Is it going to be is it going to be Star <laughs> Trek or Wally? Yeah. Um it's probably going to well honestly here's the thing. It it really depends on what you want. There's probably going to be a very I mean to put it lightly a mouse utopia kind of phase where God, without like with without the without a struggle cuz for for a lot of people that's their only reason for living. Without struggling for resources, without struggling, like, whatever, they, they, they won't have a reason to live, and they'll just die. But I think, unlike the Mouse Utopia experiment, there will be people who can find their higher meaning. And, you know, like Nietzsche called them the higher humans, the ubermensch, whatever. Uh, basically, as the, as the herd, because they've lost their reason to exist, you know, I don't want to say kill themselves, but just like the Mouse Utopia, they just lose their... They use their reason to. They lose their will to live, and they just cease to exist. Or what they do is they spend all day at the holodeck, fucking like anime girls, and they get really fat from the uh, the replicator. So they have the replicator make them any food they want. They go to the holodeck, live any existence they want, and then within a generation, they're all dead. 
because they spent their entire life fucking anime girls and eating, you know, whatever shit came out of the replicator. Now, where does humanity go from there? I think this is where the Ubermensch take over. Because they'll be the only so ones left. Yeah. So you're saying there's, the there's, a level of yeah, a, there's going to be a level of precision in who makes it, who, you know, who makes it through. So there's going to we're going to have a well, we're going to have it, a population drop. There's well, going nobody's going to be like gonna, one million but, people left. <laughs> but I don't think people are going to be killing each other. I think oh, it's like pe not. people are going to people are just going to sit gonna on their like, out. Yeah, yeah, they're going to weed themselves. They're going to right. They're going to just live hedonistic lives and and die, or they're going to eat themselves to death, or fuck themselves to death, or do all the drugs, whatever. Like that's what happens when people like in communist countries. This is why, like, when people sit on their ass, like in these experiments where people get all this free money. A lot of times they just like, without having to go to work, they don't know what to do with their life. And they turn to things like drugs and hedonism and they end up killing themselves because that they don't have a reason to live. So it's like, whatever. But honestly, as long as humanity survives in some capacity, as long as there isn't like some kind of system like welfare, retarding evolution, the nature of survival of the fittest will always favor the strong and the fit. It's only when you have something like welfare where you're literally paying people who are weak and unfit to have all the kids at the expense of the strong and the fit that you get this dysgenic retardation this is why the the average global iq is going down because we're literally giving money and food to the people at the very bottom to have more kids so what do you expect the average iq to do so anyway because that's that's ubi um in the end i like it doesn't matter like if there's communism there's going to be a purge. If there isn't communism, there's going to be a purge anyway. Like, the purge is kind of inevitable. It's kind of like, you know, the, the form it takes is kind of irrelevant. But it, it's whatever. And also, um, now we're going to switch gears to the political trichotomy. One of the criticisms I got was that uh, the individualist capitalist right, it transitions to the communist left. And this is true. If you look at the founding fathers... Uh, their first attempt at a government was the, um, the, the what was it? not the Confederacy. Uh, what am I thinking of? Articles, the Articles of Confederation. The Articles of Confederation. Yeah, yeah, the Articles of Confederation. That was the original government, and it, it didn't work because it was too weak. So they needed to move a little bit farther down. Now, because they rebelled from a king, like King George, they didn't want anything to do with a king or a monarch or that kind of system. Yeah. So if you if you look at republic, republic, yeah. So yeah. republicanism is along that axis, that that side of the triangle between individual capitalism and communism. So it started Stay out back. at the article. It started out at confederal uh, confederacy, the, the Articles of Confederation, and then it slowly shifts. That's the Overton window as the right left paradigm slowly shifts to the left. You're seeing. Uh, America becoming more communistic. Now, the uh, the absolutist right points to that and says, you see, your individualist capitalist system always fails. See how you're becoming communist over time? You fail. That's why we need, we need to go back to kings and emperors and so forth. But uh, by that same token, wasn't it the, the czars which prompted the Bolshevik Revolution, which led to Leninism? So you, you basically, whenever you get... There's always... Uh, how'd you, so say, say that again? Well, it was the cruelty of the czars that led yeah, to the Zonic. rebellion and yeah. the uh, the Bolshevik Revolution. So they went from all the way to the, the peakest peak of absolutism to the peakest peak of communism. So you could, I mean, I would argue a slow decline from individual capitalism to communism is better than a, a swing 
where it goes from a czar to Lenin. But the point is, nothing is static. Society is always going to change. So I would love to have a society, you know, that maximizes individual freedom and capitalism. But I'm not naive enough to think that it's going to stay there. Every generation, there's going to be a shift. It's going to become more leftist or whatever. And honestly, the only thing that causes a society to become more right-leaning is when really bad shit happens. Like, what prompted the rise of fascism? It was World War One and the Treaty of Versailles, which was fucking stupid. Let me, try, let me tell you how the Treaty of Versailles created World War II and created fascism. So in the oh, Treaty of Versailles, so, so the, the, these, these world leaders got together and they demanded that the losers of the war compensate them for their losses, basically saying, you're going to pay us back for all the money we spent kicking your ass. So you're Germany. You, by, in order to sign this Treaty of Surrender, which you lost the war, you have to surrender, you now have to give them a bunch of money to compensate them for their losses. So you're Germany. The only money you can give them is German money. So you have to print a shit ton of money and then give it to the the allies to compensate them for kicking your ass. Yep. Well, what are, gonna, what are they going to Yeah, what, what are they going to do with German money? They can't take it home. I mean, they could take it home and like look at it, but no, they they can only buy German goods with German money. So they give all this money to the allies and the allies immediately turn around and buy everything that isn't nailed down in Germany. And so it caused massive inflation, massive unemployment, massive poverty. And from that sprang fascism. From that so, sprang so, the pull towards absolutism. So TFM, are you saying that uh, are you saying that the uh, allies should have gone door to door and just wiped out everyone? Is that is that what you're saying? No, Germany wasn't even a, a, no, Germany here's would the thing. No. They shouldn't have demanded they pay anything back. In fact, Germany, the World War One was the most wasteful, retarded war. That all it was was World basically World War One bankrupted the UK. So obviously, it, we need to get it, our it, fucking money back. <laughs> well, you know what? Nobody forced you to sign all those treaties with all these other countries and go to war with countries uh, that you had legitimately no beef with. Like all this start basically World War One. World War One was an example of the, how mutually assured destruction works in reality. So all these countries created treaties with these other countries. And the idea was if we create treaties with all these other countries, no one will ever start a war. Because if they start a war at all, all these people are going to call in their allies. Wait, and it's going to turn into a world oh, war. Hold up. Yes. So, yes. Are you, are you, so CFM, I'm not putting words in your mouth. And okay. don't ever try and... But just, just spit it out. But are, you say, it out. Are, you say, are you saying that the EU is a good thing then? Because no. that's what that's what gave birth to the EU. You're saying that you're saying that Germany, you know, obviously no. we, we taxed them into the fucking ground. We you know, we bought everything that wasn't nailed down. Yeah, sure. Um But that's what gave uh, birth to the Third Reich. Same thing <sighs> with, with the Third Reich. It's what gave birth to the EU. It's a yeah, well, and we they were both pretty... We said, no, Sorry, stop. Ahead. So, no, it actually gave birth to the League of Nations, and then the League of Nations failed and became the EU. No, fuck the, both of those no, no, things. No, 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 hold up, hold on, no, no. The League, of, the League of Nations became the UN. Oh, you're right, the League I of apologize. Nations, yeah, the, yeah, I, I yeah. confused the EU with the UN, you're correct. Uh, no, yeah. okay, the, e, the EU was basically just a... Uh, an economic thing. Basically, Europe wanted to compete with the U.S. And they thought that if they pooled their resources yep. by creating a super state, they'd be able to compete with the U.S. How's that working but, out? 
That yeah, had nothing to do with wasn't, World it wasn't, War One. It was no, 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 no. It had something to do with World War Two, though, because obviously we got together and we said, "Listen, we've been killing each other for how long? For how long? Let's mm -hmm. put our differences aside and let's work together and then compete with the U.S." That's what it was. Okay, well, I, I don't support the EU anyway, and I don't think you support the EU either because you're a Brexit. I don't. Team. I don't. I'm just yes, I don't. But I'm just obviously I'm posing the question to you. Okay, well, we're not even we're talking about World War One. Yeah, but the. <sighs> Anyway, so World War One was basically a mutually assured destruction strategy of we have all these international alliances with all these other nations. No one's going to fuck with anyone. It's just we're going to we're going to create world peace because no one will ever start a war because if they did, it would cause a world war and no one wants that. And then someone started a war and it caused a world war. So it's the same thing with mutually assured destruction. Like, no one will ever use a nuke because if they use a nuke, we're going to kill each other. One day someone will use a nuke and then we'll kill each other. So it's not really a de it's a deterrent until it isn't. But if you look at why World War One was fought, it shouldn't have been fought. I don't give a shit who how many alliances you like. All people had to do is be like, "Whoa, is this really worth starting a fucking war over? Like all these nations that have fuck all to do with this, like for nothing? Who cares?" Like why are we starting a war? Like it's not like anyone was being invaded. It was like, oh fucking. Fr France Ferdinand got yeah, shot France by an Ferdinand. assassin. Who fucking cares? Why in the fuck should I give a flying shit about France Ferdinand? What the fuck does it have to do with me? Oh, well, you signed an agreement and we're going to war. That means you have to go to war with me. Yeah, well, go fuck yourself. Have fun with that. Go ahead and kill your sons in war. Well, that's why we got rid of all those agreements and everyone's in the EU. That's 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 why the EU came about. Well, that that was just another bad. You can't. Yeah. Well, and you know, no, I'm, you know, I'm not saying it's well, a good idea. I'm not saying it's a good idea. It's right. fucking bad idea. Well, but oh, here's here's, but here oh here's you, you bring that brings up an interesting point. When a system fails, the the natural inclination is to implement the opposite system, which is usually mm -hmm. just as bad. So when when czarism failed, when people got sick of the czars abusing them, they had a Bolshevik revolution and created communism, which was just as bad, if not worse. And then when, um, not like what did what did Germany have before, like during before World War One? I? I don't remember what kind of government they had, but yeah, clearly when it was destroyed, they're like, oh shit, that didn't work. Well, you know what we need? We need like a, we need to bring back like uh, some kind of emperor. That'll fix our problems. So it's like, and and then when the U.S. The U.S. is no exception. When the U.S. Uh, you know rebelled against King George, they went as far away from monarchy as possible and created like an individualist capitalist republic that slowly transitioned towards communism because you know free shit. The point is nothing is static, and people have this people have this proclivity to over exaggerate the solution. Like, okay, this failed, so we need to go to we need to do this. And I'll give you a perfect example. This is going to lead back to the whole trichotomy issue. A lot of, I hear a lot of people talking about we need a monarch. And they say democracy's failed. And so we need to go back to a monarch. Because a monarch, he has a vested interest in the well-being of the people. Because unlike an elected official, he can't just take the money and run in four years. He has to sit there and his fate is tied to the, the, the fate of the nation. That's true. But you're, you're basically, you're killing a fly with a bazooka. I totally agree. Fuck democracy. You know who also agrees fuck democracy? The founding fathers say fuck democracy. 
you won't Arizona find democracy too. Yeah, you won't find democracy in any of the, the, the constitutions of the fifty states, the, the Constitution of the United States. If you read the Federalist Papers, the founding fathers did not want a democracy. Now, uh, people will say, well, a republic is a kind of democracy. Let me ask you a question. Actually, Kat, this is a good question for you because you're like my you're my opposite. So let me pose you a question. Let me r- riddle me this. If you have a inner circle of a dictator, let's say 10 people who advise the dictator, and they have a vote among themselves, and they present whoever you know wins that vote, they present it to the dictator, and the dictator kind of rubber stamps what they do. Is that a democracy? No. What, so if having a democratic vote among a small body isn't a democracy, how do you define a democracy? Yeah. I, I, I can answer the question. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. But oh, what, God. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Stop. Whoa, whoa. All right. I'm what stopping. What's your solution, dude? What's <sighs> your solution? All right. You ready? Come on. Hang on a second. You ready? Sorry. I want you to prepare yourself. Stephen, stop. Stop. Right. Stop. Well, okay. Stop. Wait, right. stop. Just stop. I'm stopped. I'm not, listen. I don't think, right. I don't think anyone can, I don't think anyone would sit there and say, Democracy is perfect. Obviously, there are there are holes and there are issues with it. Uh-huh. But what pro, uh, provide a better solution? Go. I will. Can I? May I? Go ahead. Yes. Thank Go. you. Go. All right. So a democracy is instituted once you have universal suffrage. W- once the vote becomes universal for, let's say, adults, um, then you have a democracy. So yes, we technically have a republic, but once we have universal suffrage, we have majority rule. Because that's that's how our elections work. Before, when we had a restricted franchise, we did not have a democracy. When only landowners voted, which were the taxpayers of their time, because they didn't have an income tax. That was like a, an amendment of the progressives. The income tax didn't exist. The landowners were the tax base. So only landowners voted originally. So with a restricted franchise... Are you, are you, sorry, are you talking about in, in America or... In America. Overall? In America. Oh, I'm talking about America. Yeah, the sorry, only country yeah. that counts, Kat. The only fucking country that counts. Yeah. You might I, hope you don't have a, I hope you don't have a plastic knife in your pocket yeah, or the cops will arrest I'm having, a, I'm having how many fucking <laughs> aneurysms listening to you talk All right. about that shit talk the UK. Oh my and, God. Well, like, I do... I, I, Why I, you fuck me? I fuck you bloody... Bloody yeah, bastard. Anyway. Fucking running like lady, eh? Yep. Yeah. Okay, I do it to get under your skin. Anyway. Well, you're um, making me nauseous. Every time you mention King George, like... Go uh, ahead. Whatever. Get over it. You know, don't be a sore loser. Anyway, so... When you restrict the franchise, you don't have a democracy. So I totally agree. Fuck democracy. Fuck universal suffrage. Does that mean we need a king? Or an emperor? No. We just need to restrict the franchise. And guess where we start? You'll never guess. You'll never guess who we should start with. Can you guess? Can you guess what I'm about to say? I know what you're going to say, dude. I, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. I'm going to, I'm going to let it, I'm going to leave it unsaid. But that's my solution. We restrict the franchise to people who have a vested interest. See, because what is the point? The whole idea behind a, a monarchy being superior to democracy is that the, the king, unlike a, an elected leader, he's there for life and he's a vested interest in the health of the nation. Someone pour this cat a cup of tea and squeeze his tea bag. I, I'll, I, you know, 
Celestine, I want you to stay away from Cat's tea bag. Who the fuck said that? Don't worry about it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so the the point is, the advantages of a king, the fact that he's tied to the land, his na his fate is tied to the nation. That can also be said to people who are net taxpayers, people who actually have a vested interest in the health of the nation because it's their money. So we restrict the franchise to those people who have demonstrated responsibility, net taxpayers for congressmen, veterans, and those who signed up for the draft for president, and the states, you know, they can appoint theirs for the Senate. We have checks and balances. Because the big flaw of a monarchy or an emperor or anything is there's no checks and balances. The king or the emperor or whoever does whatever the hell they want. Yeah, great. But I, I, that's not my point of view, dude. I'm Listen, as I've, as I've always said to you, TFM, I'm mm -hmm. not a royalist. I know. I, I don't I'm not, believe I'm not, in the monarchy. I'm not saying. Now, I'm not, this is the I'm reason. This is are. what gave birth. This is what gave birth to the Magna Carta, which is your version of the Bill of Rights. So I am not in favour of um, unfettered, you know, monarchy. Right. I mean, this well, is why. This is why the Tsar got taken into a basement and shot. Right. And if, so, if Queen Elizabeth, if Queen Elizabeth tr became a tyrant, she'd simply lose her power. Like yeah, she, she's exactly. she's she's allowed to keep her power because she basically doesn't really have power at all. Her, her like if she tried to abuse it, people would just take it away. So she's not really, a, but she she doesn't have the power of a dictator, like a legit king who had the power to do whatever he wanted and he had the force to back it up, who isn't accountable to anyone. I that's going to end badly. It's going to end very badly. And so I think the best of both worlds, and this is kind of my idea after looking at the political trichotomy, is I understand but, why but, the absolutist but, right... Go ahead, go ahead, Kat. I, the Queen does have the power to suspend Parliament. I will say that, but sorry, carry on. I agree with you. Right, no, the, the Queen has power, but if she abused it, it would get taken yeah. from her very quickly. Yeah. But anyway, so the, the absolutist right wants to bring back kings and dictators and stuff like that. Okay. I want you to think of why you do that. The reason why you want a king or a dictator is because, and I've heard the arguments, because the king or the dictator, his fate is tied to the nation, unlike an elected official who's only going to serve a limited term. Because the, the elected official who serves a limited term, he has an incentive to basically fuck everything up and, and ingratiate himself because he's not going to be around to bear the cost and suffer the consequences. Where a king, because it's basically he's there for, for life, uh, if he fucks up the country, he's fucked up too. He can't just like, you know, take the money and run. So you can get the benefits of that with checks and balances to keep a, a king from going crazy and becoming a tyrannical dictator using my system of restricted franchise, checks and balances, and in empowering net taxpayers and those who demonstrate responsibility to their country. So I think that this is my system. Wait, so responsibility to their country. Are you talking about are you military service? Oh what? Like right. So there's different. So basically, there are three branches of government. I'm going to use the the American system as a model rather than the Roman system, like in Starship Troopers. But the yeah, the, 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 the flaw. Yeah. Right. So the the flaw with the Starship Troopers model is it it thinks that like uh, veterans are the special breed of people who, because they have civic virtue, can be trusted with absolute power. And that's not true. As a veteran, I can tell you that's not true. Veterans are people mm -hmm. just like everyone else. So there needs to be checks and balances on everyone. 
There can't be, you can't just trust someone who's going to be a virtuous philosopher king. You have to have checks and balances. So the Congress who, the, the Congress controls the spending. So who should elect congressmen? People who are net taxpayers. But what if I enjoy the sounds he makes when I squeeze Cat's tea bag? America, oh, fuck oh. yeah. That's you know what I don't, yeah, I don't wait, like. Wait, wait. I, 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 don't like I don't like. I don't like. I don't like where this is going, Celestina. I, I don't like. I'm not comfortable. I don't, I don't like. I don't like the nationalism in TFM's Discord. I, I don't like it. Um, I've got someone. Listen, TFM. I want to make a formal complaint. I don't know okay. who it is. I think it's Monkey Rules. He keeps sending me. <sighs> he keeps posting American flags in the fucking Discord, and I'm trying to post a UK flag, and it's not there. I want someone to sort this out because this is this is discrimination. I don't fucking care, Cat. You you lost. Yeah, you, you had two chances. You had two chances. You had two chances to beat America. You got your a fucking ass kicked. Got your ass kicked twice. Don't make it a third time. Mm. You can't even have fucking yeah, yeah. knives in your country. You're, I you're can't even have a fucking. I can't even have a fucking flag in your Discord. But no, because like, fucking the Muslim rape gangs took flag. him away. What are you going to do about it? The Muslim rape games took your emoji away. Do something about it. Oh, you can't? Because that's a hate crime? And the UK police are going to arrest you? Deport them soon enough. Are you going to break out your plastic knife 20, when you fight off the police? 20, 20, 28th of March. It's going to happen. It's happening. Uh, oh, there's, there's a... Look... Fucking someone just posted a UK flag, you big baby. Where? Yeah, because someone put it, someone, so it was one of the mods, they must have put it in there. Wait, where is it? Wait, you, no, that's a US flag. Oh, oh yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, yeah, there you go. Thank <sighs> you, devil monkey. Let me just... Are you, are, are you done? Are, are you done now? I'm, I'm done now. Yeah, I'm done now. I'm happy. All right. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure all the flags are there, and you just, They're like, not there, dude. I didn't, listen, dude. I, I've been doing it for. I've been trying. Listen, I let you talk, and I've been let, letting you go on with it. I've been trying to find the UK flag. It's not in there. Someone took it. That's discrimination. I want to make. Okay, a, I want to make a. Oh, I want to make a formal All report. Right. Okay, All right. Your, okay. Your formal complaint is noted. Yeah. Hold on. No, Celestine uh, has to interject. First, 1776. Then the War of 1812. Oh, then we had to drag the United Kingdom in World War II. And now feed and the cat what? beat the hell out tonight. How many beatings can what? the British put up with? Cat showing us how far. America for the win, you teabag. And on that note, knows what's up. remember, yeah. and on that note, remember that the UK also lost to Shaka, uh, Shaka Zulu's army. They, they lost, even though they had the guns, they had the upper hand, they lost to no. the Shaka Zulu army. They had the, with the spears and the rocks. Wait. Oh, I did a video wait, wait, wait. on that too. Oh. Getting cracked by the American flag. Yep. Fuck it. Yep. America, truck yeah. Yeah, I would. Me. I would be ashamed if I were British right now. What? I'm just saying. I'm gonna throw that <laughs> out there. It's the it's the all against Cat Squad tonight. Well, okay, no. that's because you're you're like really like. Do you not see what's happening? I mean, uh, real talk. The UK is really fucked right now. Like you've lost. You have no free speech. Uh, people are being arrested for tweets. You can't have a knife. You can't even have a plastic knife. Like your own police are arresting you while they're letting these Muslim grape gangs like rape kids and shit like in your I understand like you're you're proud of your country what it used to be but do you not see what your country has become it's fucking clown world over there basically this is this is TFM this is TFM shitting on me he does this all the time no I I care like very disrespectful your country is clown world 
<laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I mean, and um, all right. Okay. Okay. Let's okay. Cat this. All right. Okay, Cat. Cat. Seriously, are you wearing headphones? Because I've been hearing you echoing through TFM. I've also been hearing notification sounds, and somebody's in. I think it's you. Mm, I'm wearing headphones. Okay. Well, I've been hearing someone echoing through somebody. I know it's, it's not, not me. me. Mm. Okay, because it's it's driving me crazy, but it's but not, yeah, it's not me. I've got headphones. I've got some expensive yeah. headphones. So, okay, All so right. I don't know right. what it is. Well, uh, okay, but, so but the, anyway, whatever. to to end the topic, I think, I, I think I covered everything. I wanted to clarify my whole thing about UBI, the the political trichotomy, um, and what I think. Like, I don't, I don't want a king or an emperor, but I think we can get the benefits that the absolutist right wants. Um, again, fuck democracy. Let's get rid of universal suffrage. Fuck democracy right in its bitch ass. But yep. we need to have we, we need to have checks and balances. And so I think a system where and you can call the president a king or what I don't give a shit. But there needs to be a system of checks and balances and we need to have the people who have demonstrated responsibility are the ones who are in charge of restricted franchise of responsible people. So people who are net taxpayers they vote for the Congress because the Congress, they're the ones who are in charge of spending. So it's their money. The people who fight in war or who sign up for the draft and maintain a ready reserve status, which means they can be called upon to fight in a war. No fatties, no disabled people. You have to be able to fight in the war. Then you get to vote for the president or the king or whatever the fuck. And then the Senate, that can be composed of the different states or city-states, countries, what have you, that are composed in this emperor or kingdom or what have you. They can determine how they – and the point of that is to allow the individual states and countries and city-states and whatever. The ethno-states, I know you guys are all about your ethno-states. So let's say everyone has a little micro-ethno-state. So you would be able to appoint your representative to the Senate. And then you would act as a check against the Congress and the president. I think that's a proven system. And as long as the franchise isn't extended, it'll work. What fucked America was we extended the franchise to everyone. And I understand why we did. It was during the Civil War. We, you know, both sides had no money. So they thought that by giving everyone the vote, they'd be able to inspire them to join the army because they had literally nothing else to offer them because they had no money. But that's where we fucked right. up. And I don't know if, if you could have done anything differently because you can't fund a war with nothing. So what could they have done? But that's really where America slowly... That's the slow death of America happened during the Civil War. So... Yeah. And yeah. and with that being said, well, let's get to the guest here, because it's been an hour and a half now, so... Yeah. Let, let's let's just finally get to him, yeah. okay? I'm going to go for a cigarette, so... All right, yeah. Well, yeah, it was it was great having you again, though. That's kind of the reason why I let, let drag on a bit, so he could get his word. He'll, he'll be back. Yep, eventually. Well, there's like a song called "Then the Cat Came Back." There's like a you look at. Oh up. yeah, yeah. The cat came back. He wouldn't go away. Sitting on the porch the very next day. Yeah, I grew up with that. So, yep. so yeah. All right. All the right. Guest. So, and, okay. So yes, the guest. His name is the Baron of Ski, and he has two topics here. So the first one is he wants to talk about instead of um, when you were talking about bringing back a religion, he wants to bring up an alternative, uh, bringing back uh, a heathenistic religion uh, similar to what the Vikings had. And he also okay. wants to talk about prepping. Yeah, yeah. he, he also wants to talk about prepping uh, for people in the UK since they don't have access to guns like we do in America because we weren't dumb enough to give them up. Okay. 
Cat's okay, not even here. We, we can stop. We can stop fucking with him. Hey, wait no, for Cat. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not messing. I'm not messing with Cat. I'm just speaking the speaking the truth here. They shouldn't have gave up their guns. They I shouldn't give up the knives either. Oh well. Well, and Phil agrees. If you don't like it, deal with Phil. Anyway, <laughs> so here's our guest. Well, the, that's because Phil, Phil got because Phil was they were trying to take his sex dolls away. They were like confiscating his shit. That'll red pill the shit out of you when the fucking government comes for your ass and you did nothing wrong. You're like, fuck, I wish I had a gun right now. Yeah, but when it's uh, happening yeah. to other people. Yeah, when it's happening to other people, you yes, tend to be less it tends to be less a little less motivating, I guess. Alright. Anyway, okay. The Baron of Ski. Yes, welcome, welcome to the Turt Fling the Monkey Show. You may speak. Are you there? Uh oh. Okay, we've been over this. <laughs> Hold up. What's his name? The Baron, Baron of Ski. Ski. I could take a banana question yeah, when we not... sort this out. He's not even in the chat, dude. No, he's here. I see it. Do you, do, a, do you want me to do a banana question while we wait? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Okay. Okay, this is a good question. Uh, TFM, you prioritize pragmatism. Nah. You prioritize pragmatism over principle, yet preach an incredibly impractical solution, i.e. take women's rights away. It's so unpalatable that even most MGTOW won't consider it. Even if you were to even if it were to be a solution, it would never be implemented. Muslims won't take over America, technology will take over Muslims anyway. Why haven't you abandoned this rhetoric? I think your female male genetic hybrid of a f- future is more possible because as we know, the thirst of straight scum males dictates that there is and never will be a line. All right, so you misunderstand what I'm saying. I didn't say just do what's pragmatic and what's possible because within our current political climate, there is no solution. There is no solution. Nothing will fix the problem. So what I said was you start with what will fix the problem and then apply your principles. Now, my principles include uh, doing the least shitty thing and doing the most like there are there are worse options than taking women's rights away. But taking women's rights away is the least shitty thing that will solve the problem. Saying that it's politically impractical because it's so, oh, it hurts my virgin ears. Oh, I don't want to hear it. You're an extremist. Oh, that's all true. I promise you, if you think I'm an extremist, you have no fucking idea how to solve this problem, do you? No, you don't. I've thought about it. If there was a less extreme solution, I would be advocating for it. There isn't. There is no solution that's less extreme than taking women's rights away. You have people talking about bringing kings back, bringing back fascism. Is that less extreme than taking women's rights away? I will contend that it is not. So I am actually, I'm the only, well, I mean, I'm the least extreme. Like, if you are actually dedicating yourself to solving the problem, if you have made solving the problem your priority, I am the least extreme person. I'm the, but if your solution is, well, that's not going to happen. So we might as well just stick our head between our legs and kiss our ass goodbye. Fine. Stick your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye. Go ahead. Be my guest. But you're not presenting an alternative. You're just bitching. Like, well, that's not feasible. It's totally feasible. Is it politically viable? Hell no. Is it politically correct? Fuck no. No. Is it going to happen? Probably not. But is it like, is there a better alternative which will also solve the problem? No, there isn't. 
There is not a less extreme, better alternative which will solve the problem. And if there is, I would love to hear it. People have tried to recommend alternatives, and usually it's just a more complicated and even less tenuous version of my plan. Like trying to trick women into giving their rights up won't work. Uh, trying to bribe women to give up their rights won't work. They'll just vote themselves the thing you are trying to bribe them with. They're the majority of voters. Like, anytime someone presents an alternative, well, what if we did this, TFM? I'm like, how are you going to do that with women being the majority of voters? And they're like, oh, yeah, exactly. Until women are not the majority of voters, you can't fix anything. So what do we have to do? We have to take women's rights away. It doesn't matter how extreme that sounds to you. Until you have a less extreme alternative, then you have nothing. Can and I that's just all point I have to say about that. Women not having the right to vote is not an extreme position. It's only extreme within the current. Uh, yeah, they within living memory, women got the right to vote. Just a reminder that Operation Sea Lion never happened, and that Great Britain depended on the U.S. and has ever since. Carry on, <sighs> Celestina. You got to stir the pot. Just stir in that pot. Um. Yeah. Any. Yeah. So. Yeah. Take like women. Women didn't vote when the con when the country was founded. They didn't vote until 1920. 1920. It's like it's not even a hundred years. It'll be a hundred years next year. In the grand scheme of Western civilization, that is nothing. Nothing. Like, if you trace the, the origin of, of Western civilization to the Enlightenment, the Enlightenment was in the 17 fucking hundreds. Women didn't get the right to vote until 1920. This is the complete opposite of a cherished, foundational part of Western civilization. And if we take women's rights away, we're abandoning everything we stand for. No, it was, it was an idea because was, there was some bullshit about how you know women, women can be equal to men if we give them the chance. Well, we gave them the chance and what happened? You fucked everything up. So we're taking this shit away because you're clearly not ready for this responsibility. And we should have listened to men like Cato the Elder who warns about this shit 2,000 fucking years ago in ancient Rome. He called this shit. Cato the fucking Elder 2,000 years ago knew exactly what would happen if you gave women equal rights. And he was right. Right on the money. So it's time. To, it, this is a restoration of Western civilization. It's not an abandonment. It's basically we're admitting we done fucked up, but we're not going to go back to a king or an emperor or fascism. We're just going to undo the goof and we're going to go back to what did work and has worked and will work again. Hello. Hello. Is, is this the king, the Baron of Ski? Welcome. It is. Yep. Hi. Hello, Hi, monkey. Yep. yep, we just had to restart his Discord, so yeah, he's good now. Why do you suddenly have an accent, Shogun? Yeah, I was about to ask. <laughs> he was trying it out earlier. It, it doesn't work. Oh, yo, you know what it's like? It's because when Phil's, when I'm talking to Phil, Shogun develops a British accent. So I think he just has like this, he, he's like, um, he mirrors, whenever he talks to someone with an accent, he just starts talking like them. Like, I don't know why you do that. You know what? I've noticed it ever since I was, when I was like oh my 14, God. 15, something like that. That that's what always happened. I mean, even when like I'm in deep, dirty south, I start talking like the hillbillies. 
So if you Sorry, started like, like them, so if, if you started watching a video about like Warhammer 40k orcs, you'd start talking like that, like, "Oh, are we gonna sell those umis <laughs> a proper war?" <laughs> like Shogun, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, 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 uh, well, I watched your your video you did the other day about religion. I um, I know um, raising the birth rates. The mm -hmm. uh, the examples you use where communities have birth rates that are above replacement. It's the the ultra orthodox Jews, the Mormons, and the Muslims. And the thing they all have in common is a unifying religion. Um, and you were looking for an alternative well, to obviously. Well, the key, the, the key thing, the key thing to remember is it's not religion per se; it's patriarchy, because as Iran proves, and there's other examples. You can have a religious country because Iran they have morality police, they they have a theocracy, and yet they have a below replacement fertility rate because they empower their women. So it's literally just patriarchy. However, patriarchy and religion tend to go hand in hand. So yeah, sure. Anyway, well, like continue. The, the example I was going to give, um, it's a, a little a little known religion. Um, it's not been around a long time. Um, it's called Asatru. It's, um, originally, it was an Icelandic uh, religion. It started in Iceland, in Reykjavik. Um, and it's, right. a, it's, it's a reconstruction so it, religion. Like a, a Viking so religion? Essentially, yes. Right. Okay, so... Here's my issue right off the bat, and you can address this or what have you, is the, sure. the importance the importance of religion is the tradition, the history, the morality of the people. So that would work great for an, an Icelandic nation because it would allow that nation to get back in touch with their history, their identity, their morality. But I don't – like if you're not Icelandic, if you have no roots to the Vikings – you're not going to have any affection for an Icelandic Viking religion. It needs to be a religion that's based on your history and your ancestors. Because well, that, that, the... that's why religion is useful. It, it, it creates a bridge of a nation's identity. Well, the, the, the Vikings, um, when they spread through Europe, uh, raping and pillaging as they went, they fathered a lot of children. So a lot of white descended from vikings if you go back far enough yeah but the muslims I mean, they, are uh, raping and pillaging across europe and they're having kids so does that mean so if your if your father was a muslim rapist is that should you shouldn't you be islamic why would you why would you be uh worshiping odin i mean because we're all there either way it's because you were there was raping and pillaging so wouldn't you just defer to the the raping father that you know rather than the one that was lost generations ago Okay, fair, fair enough. Anyway, no, I mean, it's just um, I, I, I was raised Christian. Um, never, never, it never fit, you know. But, I never kind well, of can I, got into I don't want, are, are you descended from Vikings yourself, genetically? Well, do you know what? I've not had my DNA tested and I have no intention of doing so. I, I would guess perhaps. Okay. But there's no way of saying all right. I mean, if you're, let's say you're British, 
Wouldn't it make more yeah. sense to worship like ancient Celtic gods or something like that rather than Norse gods? Well, the the, the ancient British also uh, had the same gods. Um, Odin was called Woden, but other than that, the the, the Azir were. The, well, who are the ones with the the Davis. Morrigan and the the horned man and all that shit? What was that? Was that was uh, that not? Yeah, I think that there's three main branches of paganism. There's Wicca, which is all witchcraft and woo, and yeah. uh, Druidry. And I think you're thinking of Druidry. Oh, it's the the Irish. The Irish were the ones with the Morrigan and the. I oh can't yeah, remember. yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, so I'm a little bit, little bit confused. Okay, all right. Sure. Yeah. So, so I, I'm fine with that. So here is. I'm fine with you know paganism. I don't care. Um, obviously, it's all to me. It's it's all bullshit. But people need people need religion because they need to be given some type of purpose, and especially when it comes to the nation. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let's send Bernie and Alexandria Cortez to deliver the food and medicine to Venezuela. Don't forget boycott Mexican beer. And TFM, stop picking on Cat, or I won't have sex with you. Oh, I guess I can't say that, can I? I agree with that. <sighs> okay. Mm, all right. Well, so where were it. we? That was awkward. <laughs> okay, so back to uh, Norse paganism. Sure. The um, there's um, it's not so much a holy book. Um, it's called the Havamal. Um, it's it's more like a guide for life. It's um uh. uh an ode like a, an right. epic poem um i mean some of it is concerned with um just general rules for life and dealing with other people there are certain sections that deal specifically with women um can i just read briefly one or two uh, and well, they're, they're very short i don't, like, don't, don't want you to read it oh i know didn't the vikings have shield maidens and i know they weren't like no, equal to no, men no lies there was lies. no such thing the women's bones have been found in burial mounds next to swords. Doesn't mean they ever picked one up. Any woman that was on a battlefield was being raped. That's there's no way women were anywhere near any of the fighting. Oh man, are you telling me for honor lied to me? I'm sure a lot of yes. people lied to you. <laughs> <laughs> as okay, long I mean, as you know, I haven't been lied so, to. So, right. So I'm not a, I'm not against uh, paganism per se. I just think there has to be for it to work. There has to be some type of, there has to be a tie to the people. So the reason why Christianity is appealing, like you talk to a lot of the guys in the alt-right, or the, I'm going to call them the um, absolutist right, to try to break away from this left-right dichotomy. So the absolutist right, uh, they, they believe a lot in Christianity. Now, obviously, if you go back farther, a lot of their ancestors probably had a pagan upbringing, but they see the fundamentalist branch of Christianity as the answer. So what would you say to them? Oh, hold on. This whole segment is going to be a sneak diss against the UK. I'm calling it now. I'm watching you and all of the unwashed Americans TFM. Okay. Could watch these nuts. Anyway, um, so what would you say to someone in the absolutist right who thinks that we need to go back to traditionalist Christianity and not uh, whatever the pagan beliefs of their ancestors? Like make the case for paganism over traditionalist Christianity. 
Yeah, and on that note, could you please, I'm sorry to cut you off, but on that note, could you please um, tell TFM what you told me in private about why you believe that this would be a better alternative to a Judaic religion? That's kind of the same question. So, like, I understand that, like, a lot of pagan religions were patriarchal, but so was traditionalist Christianity, like the alt, the Orthodox Christianity, not not the New Age Protestant Evangelical Christianity, but the old school Christianity. So if if all we're if all we do if all we need to do is restore patriarchy, we can restore patriarchy using fundamentalist Christianity, or we can restore patriarchy using paganism, or we can restore patriarchy using Islam. Make the case for paganism. Well, like I was saying, the uh, the, the holy book, the Habermas, um, specifically. Um, some of the points in it are, are specifically red pilled. Um, I mean, one of the lines is uh, "Never trust what a woman tells you." Um, that they're, they're they're born fickle. They they are prone to you know they're they're inherently capricious. You know this, this is like right. the words of Odin. This is oh, gospel. Shit. This is yeah, Odin exactly. This is not <laughs> fair enough. Um, but uh, you know the the, the um, the words that um no i I see what you're you're saying look i'm not i'm not disputing that um your norse pagan religion is patriarchal because any any nation that was functional was patriarchal like patriarchy is is the natural order um the only reason why we aren't patriarchal now is because our technology and our uh our advanced society has allowed us to create this very expensive temporary illusion that we can be equal, which is clearly not true. Even despite all the money we've thrown at it, men and women will never be equal. But in the absence, like in in ancient times before there was like advanced technology and capitalism, you, you couldn't afford to be egalitarian. You'd fucking die. So I'm not doubting that paganism is patriarchal. My, my question is, you know, you have people in the absolutist right making the case for uh, Orthodox Christianity or tradition, you know, like hardcore right-wing Christianity. Why is paganism superior to that? Make the case for paganism as opposed to old or uh, Orthodox Christianity. Well, I mean, if somebody is a Christian in their heart, it's going to take a lot of persuading to get them to do anything otherwise no, no make, uh, a, make, go... make a pra- make a practical case i don't give a shit about whether you believe in the supernatural or what your fifis tell you make a practical case because that's all i care about so um, uh sorry was... baron what what tfm is actually saying is that obviously you've got this idea of paganism is the right way to go um certain people that aren't religious can draw the same uh, the same conclusion if they use free thoughts law you understand me they don't need they don't they don't need religion they don't i mean they they can use some other religion they can use they can use their own experience they can use all sorts of why do they need well, paganism specifically well, okay l- let me rephrase my question let me okay so i agree with you that we need religion that's what that's what my previous video was about last week i also sure. agree that it now this is we might part ways on this issue i think that the religion has to be tied to the history of the people you, I don't think people would accept okay. a brand a brand new religion. Like I just invent a religion, call it the Church of the Spinning Robot Pussy. People wouldn't accept hmm. that. It has to be a religion that is tied to their history, so they can have an affection for it. So most of Europe was 
Catholic or Christian at some point. That's part of their history. A lot of those other countries have also had their own pagan religions at one point, whether it's uh, Norse mythology, well, Norse religion, Celtic religion, whatever. So in in all cases, they were they were patriarchal at one point. Christianity has become cucked in modern times, but back in the old Orthodox days, it wasn't. So both systems would work, whether it's Orthodox Christianity or whether it's paganism. Both systems would accomplish the goal of getting people to think of themselves as tied to something greater. It would give their nation a sense of history and their people a sense of morals and, and you know a bridge to the past. Both of them would work. I'm open-minded to both. My question is, I want you to make the case for why paganism and not Orthodox Christianity from a practical perspective. Why paganism would be better for these nations than Orthodox Christianity. Well, I mean, like I say, it's uh, mainly the, the, the patriarchal nature of it. But um, like you're saying, if the, Christ, the patriarchal version of Christianity, I mean... It just comes mm -hmm. down to uh, which symbol you want to, you know, okay. which mast you want to nail your flag to. Yeah, yeah and, and I think I think that would be great for the Scandinavian countries if they want to do uh, connect with their roots. Well, I mean, the, the Asatru's found um, a bit of um, a boost through, uh, funnily enough, the Avengers and um, Thor. Oh, uh, oh God! Yeah, so. Uh. People were like, "Oh well, it's wow. uh, what's his name, Bigglesworth." I'm gonna, or... I'm gonna start worshiping Henry. Odin because I saw him in a movie. Well, um, some people do. Some people do. But what Which if? Okay, so let's say the Scandinavian countries all turn back to um, Norse paganism. You have the the Celts in Ireland that they turn to. Whatever, I think it'd be the, the perfect antidote for Sweden, <laughs> right? And and then no. you have the uh, but then you have Italy worshipping the Roman gods, and you have Greece worshipping the Greek gods, which are kind of the same thing. Like, you know, th th that... I, 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 I'm fine with that. I just... I personally, I don't think there's... I think there's a stronger case for Orthodox Christianity accomplishing the goals that would be accomplished through these various pagan religions, while also well, providing mean... relative stability and unity uh, between different countries. Because the, 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 the flaw I see is... This, that may work for the Scandinavian countries, but what if, like, Scandinavia goes back to raping and pillaging? And, you know, yeah. then you got these, you know, like, maybe Orthodox Christianity might create a more stable, like, area. Still patriarchal. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, yeah. One, of the, one of the points you made was you were looking for a religion, religion that's not based so much on the supernatural. Uh, so well, the, the, it, it, the, but, the Azir uh, were always thought of as ancestors rather than deified supernatural beings there were no miracles and there were no magic there's no magic as such. right well yeah it's just i think there's just like ragnarok which is all in the future anyway and whatever sure but every religion has got its end of days battle between good and evil yeah all right um, but okay. but on this think but... of the, the apocalypse right I, I i don't have a problem either way um shogun what were you going to ask Okay, so I have a question for the guest here. So you're asking, so you're advocating for for a possibility of bringing back um, an old uh, Nordic religion here, but what about not only the rest of Europe, but what about the rest of the world? So you mean is this like just for this part of Europe? Because I don't believe the rest of the world is going to go through with it or even buy into it. It's 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 always been a faith that's been open to other and anyone that was willing to 
joined the ranks, as it were, were accepted regardless of their um, their race or uh, uh, their, their previous standing. So wait, I mean, I don't know much about Viking history. I don't think the Vikings were like super like into assimilation and and you know immigration and stuff like that. Weren't they pretty nationalistic? No, they were very individualistic. Um, they were, if anything, proto individual proto capitalists. Uh, okay, I'll need I'll need some confirmation on that. I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, I just I, like I, the Vikings were very like homogenous. I'll say they weren't like all about. Oh yeah, anyone could be a Viking. You want to be a Viking? Yeah, come on. Like I just I've never heard of that before. I'm not saying it. It maybe I'm just ignorant. Again, I'm not an expert on Vikings, so I, I may be completely just ignorant. But I just, I've never heard anything about the Vikings being like super diverse, uh, like all about well, the immigration and the assimilation. Well, they, they, they weren't tied to, um, although you had loyalty to your local chieftain, you were free to move to a different area and do your own different thing. You weren't necessarily uh, an indentured servant. Well, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, but the Vikings were all Scandinavian. They weren't, like, from different walks of life, you know. Like, I think the point is, though, um, you have... If, your idea of Norse religion would be fine for people who actually are descended from the Vikings, who want to reconnect with their with their past. That's fine. I just don't see that being appealing to people who have absolutely no connection to the Vikings. When mm. most nations do have a connection to Christianity historically. Uh, and then so getting them to, again, I'm, I'm thinking about a practical solution. The least shitty solution. So I've accepted just based on, you know, long, you know, meditations and thinking about it and looking for alternatives that basically there's there are a large group of people who they need a religion. So Orthodox Christianity is pretty much part of every major country's history. Most countries were Christian at some point, and they were usually Orthodox Christians, way before evangelical was even a word. So you had Orthodox Christianity is already part of their history. So you're not so much proselytizing them to like accept Odin into their hearts or something, whatever, however Viking stuff works, you're basically getting, they already have a history with Christianity. You're getting to rediscover their ancient history and then create that, that sense of history and identity. Whereas if it was like a Viking religion, if you have no connection to the Vikings at all, nowhere, that's a, that's a much harder sell. You're basically, uh, you're getting them to accept a completely different religion that they have no history to, which they could. There's nothing saying they can't do that. I'm just saying, like, for the purposes of this solution, the, the purpose of religion, the reason why it's important to a country is because it establishes a sense of identity and connectedness and morality to a nation. And so that nation needs a connection to the religion. Otherwise, uh, it's just, it might as well be, like, trying to convert people to be a Jedi. You know, it's like... Yeah, but I, think, I think what the guest is actually saying, though, is what he's saying is a lot of people didn't have a choice. It was... it uh, When the Vikings came over, it was sort of like a press gang. They would come over, kill the men, take the women, rape them. Uh, the women yeah, would they, breed. They, they were the yeah. Muslims of their day. They were doing yeah, the Muslim thing before yeah. the Muslims figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. They did trade as well, but yeah. 
Well, Muslims, yeah, do, Muslims do trade too. Hashtag well, not all. Yeah, but you know what? All this talk, and this is completely random here. All this talk reminds me of this quote that I believe came from Adolf Hitler, where he said, "We'll wash off the Christian veneer and bring back a religion peculiar peculiar to our race." You know, talking about like paganism and occultism and whatnot. I'm not saying he's a Nazi. I'm not saying that. But no, no, the, the Nazis whole... did. The Nazis did co-opt a lot of symbolism from the Norse tradition, just as much as they did like the the swastika is Buddhist. It's Hindu. Yeah, uh, they ruined yeah, a just... lot of good symbols because now, like, if you try to do anything cool that the Nazis used, it's well, like oh, it. a lot of a, a lot of the the aside through are branded as far right just because of displaying certain symbols which have been used in the past by Nazis. Yeah, like Actually, every you know, symbol. Nazis. Like every cool symbol is a hate symbol now. Like you can't have symbols anymore. This is why I tell people if you want to fuck with people, just start using communist symbols. Like, yeah, fuck black people while you're waving a communist flag. And they're like, what do we do? He's waving a communist flag. Do we say communism is racist? Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But anyway. The funny thing is, um, imagine if everything that the Nazis came up with, invented, or used symbolism was suddenly banned. No, one thing we would in, not in have... Germany, it is. We wouldn't have... Oh, yes, yeah. but, um, but yes, please let me finish. Now, one thing we would not have is we would not have the technology to launch rockets into space. Because that's where we got the technology from. After we defeated the Nazis, we essentially acquired the technology because they had rockets... Um, that were able to reach escape velocity and we brought some of those back to the u.s and we actually put a camera on it and that's how we saw the earth from space from the very first time okay you wouldn't have anyway. the stealth bomber either and russia wouldn't have the ak-47 yep there you, you go those... pistols either what are you, what are you gonna do or anyway, either, I can or... say this, is, this is an impossible sell so should we move on to the the other Let... side of uh, things sure. which is uh well, in the UK. Yeah, no, I, I think your your I think your idea is good, but I think it really only applies to those who are descended from the Vikings. I don't think you're gonna convert people who have no ancestry to the Vikings. That's all. That's the only point I was trying to make. No, sure. no, I just I just wanted to offer an opinion or um an alternative that you might not necessarily have considered. Okay. Alright, what what was your other thing you wanted to talk about? Uh prepping in the UK. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah, because you can't have a gun or even yeah, a plastic here comes, knife. Here, guys, it chats, chats in Discord and uh, streamy. Here comes the sneak this in now. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. Oh my god. All right, cat, calm, calm down, down, cat. Let's do it. Okay, yeah, cool. No, um, I mean, there are firearms out there. Um, farmers are allowed a shotgun license and can have a double barreled shotgun. Uh, there are a few unlicensed uh, and illegal handguns in the possession of gangs um, so one handgun can go through seven or eight different gangs and can be implicated in 20 or 30 murders because there are so few handguns they just sort of get passed around uh, rather than everyone having their own personal gun um, the, the only real ways of um, acquiring a firearm is either to be a farmer or to be in the police or to be in the army but even the the police in the army uh the uh, ammunition itself is uh, strictly strictly regulated so you'll be handed say a magazine and you have to account for every round that you've used so if, if a police is uh police officer is involved in shooting 
um, three shots are fired and only one shot finds its mark, you have to count for the other two shots. But, um, okay. Uh, so, I mean, there are a few loopholes, um, ways of um, acquiring, like say, of uh, acquiring um, firearms, uh, antique weapons. The same laws don't apply, so you can have like a cross, pistols. like a crossbow or something like that. No, no, flintlock, flintlock dueling pistols, muskets. Now, do they have? Black, wait, hold on. Powder. Do they? So do do they have to actually be antiques, or can you manufacture new antique style weapons and they're okay? I think it's mainly the antiques, but um, I don't think the skills are out there really to reproduce something that would actually hold yeah gas pressure I'm, I'm, i know because i know in the u.s uh if you have a gun that's been manufactured before a certain date you know it's it, you don't have to register it but you can't like you can't like make a new one you can't make an old cowboy gun and say oh no it doesn't have to be registered it's an old 1848 revolver it's like but it you just made it you know so no it's not like it only applies to antiques so the problem is those antiques are ludicrously expensive because they are like the only guns you're allowed to have and they're pieces Absolutely. of shit they're pieces of fucking oh. shit so they're overpriced totally. pieces of shit you're better off making a fucking like like a, a fucking zombie apocalypse style bow and arrow with like some pvc say, if, pipe and shit like that if you've got the skills and you're going to go to the effort to reproduce a, a firearm you may as well reproduce a modern yeah, or that's what yeah, they do in Australia. Have you have you seen have you seen the guns in Australia that they're made out of like scrap metal? They look like they look like a uh, something out of Minecraft. They're super blocky because they're made out of like just regular metal. But they, sure, they no, basically make SMGs. The, uh, yeah, no, there was a guy in the UK who did a, a similar thing to demonstrate that the um, the laws were stupid because if if you knew what you were doing, you could make a gun out of just scraps. Right. Um, the barrel's completely un unrifled um and the ammunition was obviously normal ammunition but um he, he made a an open bolt firing submachine gun um i can't remember the guy's name uh it, it doesn't he's, he's unforgotten is this yeah, the guy enough. from australia no no he's from northern ireland oh okay because i was about to ask you about that um has anyone i mean because i was going to ask you has someone ever attempted to make their own like submachine guns in their own country yes. so Yes, okay. no, and he got prosecuted heavily, and he made his plans av freely available. I think it was just before the days of the internet were uh, really sort of starting off, so the distribution was small, but um, it was enough to get him, I think he got 20 or 30 years in jail. Okay, because yeah, I'm looking at a blog. Yeah, I'm looking at a blog here and actually looking at a bunch of different um, homemade gun designs that you could actually just make in, your, make in a shop of some sort. So, I mean, yeah, he made it in his garage. Right. Because even here in the U.S., you're, you're legally allowed to make your own firearms. Um, the main thing is you can't sell them. Um, I think maybe you can freely exchange them. I, I'm not entirely sure about that, so don't quote me on it. But, yes, you can do it. There's there's tutorials on YouTube. I know where I live. It is completely, it's completely hold legal. Hold on. Hold on. There is an old saying, the USA has our German engineers. The Soviets got theirs after World War II. The Germans are the smartest people on the planet. Deal with it. Mmm, that's not true. Especially nope. now. Look at the fucking... Germany's going to shit. Yeah, rip Germany. In fact, uh, they did a IQ test of different white ethnicities. 
And the smartest white people were Russian and Austrian. And the dumbest white people were the Dutch. Well, that's weed smoking, probably. Probably. I don't know. So, you know, the facts yeah. are the facts. Uh, uh, Baron, quick question. Have you looked at the laws in the UK for owning a firearm? So I look, looked at the laws for... Now, hold on. I'm going to comment. Patriarchy, what is it good for? Strong economy, ha ha ha. Patriarchy, yeah. What is it good for? Pop replacement above two. TFM. I should be a singer-songwriter. Show those Hollywood fake boob no talent bitches how it's done. Well, Celestina, you have fake boobs too. Basically, your entire body is fake. So, you know, stones and glass houses and all that. Anyway. anyway. Yeah, sorry, Baron. Go ahead. Have you, have you looked at the laws? Uh, in regards to firearms? Yeah, firearm ownership. Yeah, it's basically you need a a firearm license and um, yeah. you need to prove that you need it for professional reasons, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, even pistol handgun, uh, sorry, handgun. You I won't be able to own a, yeah, you won't be able to own a pistol, but you can own um, rifles. Definitely sure. own yeah. rifles. Yeah, no, since Dunblane, um, yeah. handguns are just impossible. Yeah, the handguns are gone because of Dunblane. Um, in uh, I think it was 996 or no, yeah. no sorry 997 997 that's when they uh, ratified the laws on um, pistol ownership so yeah. right, well, well I'm bored so do we, are we going to talk about prepping in the UK are we going to talk sure. about like gun so, laws and shit yeah no no we'll, we'll, it, we'll, we'll talk about the, the weapons that you can legally have um, so there are um, like I say we Antique weapons, which, like you say, are, are well, not tremendously effective. I, I, remember, I remember during the London riots, everybody was buying aluminum baseball bats. That was like the go-to because it was one of the few things that you could own because it was technically not considered a weapon because it was sporting equipment. So everybody was all yeah, about the, the, those aluminum the London baseball riots bats. I was going to say the London riots were a demonstration of just how unprepared this country is for yeah. any any sort of a collapse. Yeah, but what are you going to do with your flintlock pistols? So, I mean, imagine it's a London riots, okay? London riots take two, except it never ends. It goes on for six months. What the fuck are you going to do with your flintlock pistols with one shot in each barrel? And then you got to break out a little baggie of powder and a little fucking magic wand and push the ball bearing back to the back of the chamber. Like, it's useless. You'd be better off with a spear. Well, that is where it worked. that is what you need is and uh, medieval weaponry rather than any sort of firearms. You need spears for um, attacking at distance, shields for repelling counterattacks, swords, axes, knives. Um, like I say, air, air weaponry is legal, but um, the effects it's it's a .22 caliber. It's um, Unless you get a lucky shot, it's it's next to useless. All right. So, is your when you said prepping in the UK, are you simply just talking about weapons? No. Um, I mean, there, there is a lot of um, a lot of open countryside. The, the the country is surprisingly green. There are wide open areas. Um, there are still a lot of castles that are intact and can be used as defensible positions. Um, I mean, the, well, the main problem. Well, the, the, main problem, problem is... 
Here's the main... No, you have a bigger main problem than that, my dude. So, you live in a country where you can't have weapons, and you're talking about, like, being like Caesar's Legion. You played Fallout New Vegas? Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna... Listen, so, I am not co-signing... I'm not co-signing what this guy I, said. I'm not... I'm, I'm not Go saying more. So Caesar's Legion in Fallout New Vegas basically tried to recreate the Roman Empire and everyone fought with swords and had like, you know, Roman armor and stuff like that. Here was the problem. Other people had guns and like when they were fighting the oh, NCR, they were like, oh, those, those, those snipers, man, we can't get past their snipers. Like, yeah, no shit. Why don't you use a fucking gun? So you may be like the master of medieval warfare and that'll, that'll be great. You'll be able to face, you'll be able to fend off the, the zombie horde in London, but that's not going to stop shit when like anyone else from outside of the UK decides to roll in and take your shit. Cause they're going to have guns and you won't, what are you going to do with your spear? And your what wooden you shield. When you, when you meet Indiana Jones, and you start doing all the sword yeah. spinning, and he just pulls out. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you know how many guns there are in the world. <laughs> there are so many guns. Like the fact that the UK, like the UK, isn't gonna. There's not like a shield's gonna go up, like the Thunderdome, and then everyone in the UK is gonna be isolated, and they're gonna kill each other like the Hunger Games. You know, you're gonna have other people. Like if the UK has shit, other people are gonna come and take your shit. And the fact that you have no weapons other than like homemade medieval weapons. You are easy pickings. Easy. Yeah, this is mainly prepping against other people in the UK. Where, where there's outside influences, if it's foreign powers, then yeah, we we just don't have a chance. Well, not not just foreign... I mean, the UK isn't that big. Like, countries just in Europe, outside of the UK, will roll in and be like, hey, the UK has shit, let's go take it. But, yeah, so... I mean, that might buy you some time, but... Yeah, you're fucked. You'd be better off learning how to make those zip guns like they do in Australia out of scrap metal and making your own ammo so you can at least have an SMG. But of course, if you try to do that before the collapse, you're going to get arrested and sent to the sent to jail for for having this banned information because you don't have freedom. So I think the best advice for prepping the UK is get the fuck out of the UK. The UK Start. is fucked. It is yeah, fucked. For, get the yeah, fuck out of there. Starters. Yeah, everyone's gonna die spot. that's my yeah, advice that's, uh, that's how you prep for the collapse in the UK is don't be there yeah, absolutely. Given, yeah. given the massive surveillance I don't really see how much you could really do in the UK it's no. just like even if you were to try to stage um, let's say someone tried to stage a coup and you had enough people to actually stage it with all the massive surveillance going on, I don't imagine it ever Well, happening. look, here's my rule of thumb. Here's my rule of thumb. Like, oh God, Celestina. Guys, has anyone tried to make a plastic gun yet? Also, Cody Wilson got fucking entrapped and it sucks. I hope he gets exonerated. No, he's, he's fucked. So, Cody Wilson, he's the guy who made the 3D printed gun. He got a prostitute off a website and she was 16. And within a month, the feds were after him. It was obviously a setup. Like, he got a prostitute off a website. First, first of all, how does a goddamn 16-year-old get onto a website, that with like a call girl website? So this was clearly a setup. The government worked with this, whatever this escort agency he was using. They sent him a 16-year-old to basically entrap him for statutory rape. They did the same thing with Julian Assange. They want. They couldn't get him on espionage or all that shit. So they, they they set him up with a sex crime, and he fled to Asia and he got arrested. And, and he's no, he is like he had sex with an underage girl. It doesn't matter if it was a setup. 
It doesn't matter. If you have a penis and you have sex with a 16-year-old, it doesn't matter if she lied. It doesn't matter if you had literally no way of knowing she was underage. She could have had a fake ID. It doesn't matter. You're still guilty of statutory rape because that's the way the law is. So he's, he will not be exonerated. The, the best... The, here's the thing. If you piss the government off, stay the fuck away from women. Like, you need to go hardcore monk. Because the government has shown a pattern of using women to entrap you with sex crimes in order to destroy you. They can't get you for the crime they want to get you for. So they'll get you on a, a bullshit sex crime. So, look, if you're, like, wanted by the government for some reason... And some hot chick starts giving you the eye and wants to fuck you. She's probably working for the government and it's all part of a sting to fuck you over. So, Jimmy, just get a doll. And on top of that... something. Yeah, on top of that, notice how he was in a country with no extradition treaty, too, and they still got him. Yeah, because... His his passport was... uh, expired or revoked or i don't know there was something wrong with his passport so they got him on uh, technicality right but the point is yeah but they got him because he made the 3d printed gun if he was just some jackass who who fucked an underage prostitute and fled to asia he'd still be there but because that he got nabbed because of who he is and the government wanted him just like julian assange they got him on he had unprotected sex with a woman and in sweden i guess that's rape uh, whatever. It's fucking retarded. But again, that that's the point. You have consensual sex. Everything's great. Oh fuck! You committed a sex crime. We're coming for you. So th- they just, stay away from women. If you are a Julian Assange or a Cody Wilson or someone like that, stay away from women because they will be used against you. Yes, anything you say can and will be used against yeah. you, especially to them. Right. Because it, because you're right. It is. It, it's. It's like the easiest setup. Because you go for the one thing that men often believe they just can't well, live without. And there's, there's, and, and there's no, def- and there's no it. defense. Even if you're like, you could be like, she lied to me, she tricked me, she had a fake ID. You're still guilty. The way the law is, if you have sex with an underage girl, even unknowingly, you're still guilty. So that it's the perfect setup for the government. They just have to like, oh yeah, you had sex with a 16 year old. Oh fuck, I didn't know. Well, it doesn't matter. You're guilty. To jail you go, Mr. Statutory Rapist. Just the accusation itself, you know? Um, I mean... Holy fuck. I... Hermit, Hermit. You sound loud. You are super fucking loud. Like, you're like... I don't know what's going on. Like, take the microphone and move it, like, a couple feet from your mouth, because you're, like, super loud. Alright, how's that? Much better, That's that's much better. Like, that that was ear rape. Speaking of rape, got some ear rape going on, thanks to Hermit. Yeah, way yeah, to go, I just Hermit. got off work. I rushed in. I didn't get my setup, okay? I forgive you. It's fine. All right. Oh, okay. So the, uh, the guest is still to, here. I was yeah, going to say, to answer the question, somebody has been uh, done for printing a 3D gun. Uh, he's due to be sentenced next month, so we'll, we'll find out how long he gets. And on a point you were just made, Julian Assange has been granted uh, an Australian passport. So I think they're hoping that he's bored stuck in the, embassy, uh, the Ecuadorian embassy and he's going to go back and they can grab him there. I don't know, maybe. Here's the thing. Julian Assange did nothing that reporters do anyway. Like, people leak information to the press and they report the, the press and nothing happens to the reporters even if it's they classified information. Yeah, yeah. he basically he, he, he leaked the wrong secrets. They were unapproved secrets. They weren't. He wasn't an approved 
uh, it's it's all bullshit. So, but look, just stay away from women. That's how they get you. But okay, so um, Emperor of Ski, do you have any final thoughts? Um, just to briefly talk about taking women's rights away. What are your thoughts about it, taking women's rights away? Am I an extremist? No, I think it's such a difficult task. The only way I can possibly see this happening is if martial law was declared, and then you're taking everyone's rights away anyway. Uh, no, not necessarily. There, there was an article about uh, an army base where they were passing women. They were basically letting the women pass this this course that they were failing because vagina. And the men rose up and said, fuck this shit. And then the commanders backed down. They said, oh, you're right. This is a bad idea. That's it. When men rise up and say, nope, we're done. Fuck this shit. That's it. What, 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 what are they going to do? What are the women going to do? Not going to do a goddamn well, thing. It's kind you know of I was going to say, it's kind of happening in Yemen where uh, they've been mandated to make... Uh, their parliament 30% women and they've just said no fuck it we can yeah. keep it 100% men see how that goes yeah. it's, it's really that easy like well they can play hide and go fuck themselves look men are the ones who maintain and do all the things in society if men say this is the way things are going to be that's the way things are women have no power to to exist on their own they need men to survive and the government yeah they may be like yay women's votes i get to keep my job but they still need men to do all the things or they're fucked too like men are the they are the engine of a society so if the right. men just say look this is not working like we're tired of we're tired of uh having our like our rights trampled upon our kids being raped by muslims we're, we're fucking done we're gonna solve this problem and we're doing it this way now. And the thing is, is like, yeah, you'd be like, we're going to make a king. We're going to have a coup. We're going to overthrow the government. I'm just talking about going back to the founding of America before women voted. I'm not talking about going back to the fucking kings and emperors or fascism. I'm talking about going back to what the founding fathers declared. If you read the Federalist Papers, what the founding fathers said about democracy. Democracy is, doesn't work. And exactly what the founding fathers were worried about is happening. So... Look, the Founding Fathers, they were perfect, but they were right about democracy. So, and we're not even a democracy. That's what's crazy. I'm not, I'm talking about getting, going back to re the republic that was established. Like, democracy is, America is not a democracy. It, now it is because we have universal suffrage. So let's fix that. Let's get ready. Like, did you have, what year was democracy voted on? We decided we're going to stop being a republic. When was that put to the people? It wasn't. It just happened through universal suffrage. So the only way to bring back our republic is to get rid of universal suffrage. And we have to start with the women because they're the majority. They're the ones standing in the way of everything. Nothing gets fixed as long as women vote. Well, and that is yep. the least shitty, least extreme solution. The key word being solution. If you think that's too extreme, then you have no solution. Yeah, precisely. If, if, so, yeah, anyway. Okay, well, thank you, Emperor of Ski. Uh, any final thoughts before we before we let you go? Um, well, do you see, I was going to say, do you see MGTOWs being like the strike in Atlas Shrugged? Where it's just... We're withdrawing our intelligence. Yeah, but there's nowhere to go. If there was a Gulch Gulch or an underwater city of Rapture, I'd already be there. 
Like, if they actually started taking uh, volunteers to go colonize Mars, I would give it a strong think. Because I would, if there was a frontier, if there was a place to go to, I'd go. But the company, the company that offered one-way trips to Mars has already gone bankrupt. Fuck. Yeah, Mars, Mars One was a scam anyway. So, well, shit. There goes my idea. I guess I just Elon have to... Musk has to host uh, Mars has to host colony me, yes, expedition. Ho- if he, he well, he has to host meme review first. If he doesn't host meme review, he already has. We'll, we'll never get to Mars. He already hosted. Oh, okay. <sighs> All right. You well, catch up on your PewDiePie. I, I I've been making a lot of original content lately. I'll have you know, and that takes a lot of work. I don't have time to watch the PewDiePies. All right. Thank you, Baronovsky. Have a good day or you evening, too. whatever whatever time zone you're in. Half past five. All right. Well, have a good morning. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. Cheers. There you go. And now Shogun will mysteriously lose his accent now that the Baron of Ski is gone. Don't be too sure about that. <laughs> you and your weird accent appropriation. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't convinced, I'll be honest with you. Well, I didn't say it was a good accent, but it's just weird that, like, the second someone starts talking in an accent, Shogun starts talking in an accent. It's just really bizarre. Shogun, give us your best uh, British accent. Oh, there, cat. How you going? <laughs> I told you, I know, told you he'd start talking we like would, an orc. Listen, we'll throw you in the fucking river, mate. We're we going to show the- those Umis, those spiky chaos boys, and those Eldar gits that we's the bestest. All right, y'all niggas acting crazy now. <laughs> All right, uh, let's. Uh, if you let's... did an orc accent, that would be actually cool because you would sound Cockney, but you, you know, it's not working. All right, I've we're been gonna practicing. Let's do some banana questions, and then we'll open up the phone lines for a bit. Oh shit, it's already it's already two and a half hours. Maybe we don't have time for the phone lines. We might take one or two calls, um, but we have to get to. That was a long. We rambled for a while. All right. Uh, first question: Should I rent or buy a house? What are the factors, and is the house really an investment? Um, you should only buy a house if you actually plan on living there. Like there was a time where housing was considered like if you were going to stay there for like five years, it made sense to buy and then sell when you left. But that was when values were going up. That was like during the the early years of the housing bubble. But now housing is very. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Housing is very local. I can't, there is no general trend. I mean, sometimes there is when there's a bubble, but usually housing is very local. So you need to know your local area. So what, step one, move where you want to live. Once you're there, start getting to know the local housing market. And the key to look for is the, honestly, just if, if you're paying so much in rent and you could get the same house to buy, go for it. If it costs the same, or relatively the same. Be aware about property taxes, and uh, you should be okay. And then, as the property values keep going up, your housing, your house will increase in value. But then, of course, so are your property taxes. So it's it's fine. Uh, you want to go with a. You want to pay off your house. You know, a thirty-year mortgage is a lot, and houses are getting really fucking expensive. So it is what it is. So, like, basically, either. Find a fixer-upper and fix it yourself. Or, I don't know, rent? Rent to own? I don't know. 
But I think the key is don't don't like just buy housing here and there. Go where you want to live and buy a house and actually like want to spend at least 30 years. If you're if you think to yourself, I don't want to be here in 30 years, don't buy a house there. That's my that's my advice. It can be an investment, but real estate, you know, the years where real estate was considered this rock solid investment. Uh, the problem here's the problem with real estate the government bailed out the homeowners because they voted again like i said with the whole ubi thing when enough people are demanding it the government will give it to them regardless of how stupid it is we should have let the housing market just collapse but oh no all these homeowners who they took out loans they didn't understand because even though they're adults they were taken advantage of by the predatory banks like you're a fucking adult you took out a loan do you not know how loans work fucking retard but you know whatever so we got to bail them out so we propped up the housing market with taxpayer money and bailouts and we didn't let the housing market go down and settle we've been propping uh, it up with fucking printed money and that's why housing is so expensive a, yes. a lot of people would argue though that um the reason why uh the home homeowners were well the banks were bailed out is because we would have been in a, you know we would have been in an even uh, bigger shit show than we are now yeah that's that's, that's what, what they always that's what they always say yeah it's always like oh we have to you know we have to abandon in fact george bush one of his little quotes was we have to abandon the free market to save the free market it's the most retarded shit ever and like know, right? where's your evidence oh we have some models that say it would have been worse well fuck your models you can't even tell me what the weather's gonna be you can't even decide if there's global warming or global cooling fuck your models let the house right. like the free market works like when calvin coolidge was president there was a recession a massive like crash like uh actually it was it was bigger than the crash of 29 he did nothing and people told him you have to do something he's like now you don't it'll fix itself and it did and we had the roaring 20s it was like the last time the government shrank and then we had the crash of 29 and unfortunately coolidge was out and hoover was in and everything went straight to shit because the government started doing shit and all I gotta do is do nothing. The market works. Just let ev let the market find its bottom, and everything will be fine. A lot of people will lose their money. Good. Those people deserve to lose their money. And the yeah. thing that pisses, pisses me off about the banks is what they did is they bailed out the banks that donated to the parties. Like they let Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns go bankrupt. They didn't give a shit because Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns didn't donate to them. But oh God, Citigroup, we gotta bail them out. They're they're too big to fail. You look at how much money Citigroup donated to the parties. That's all it fucking was. Has nothing to do with oh, it would have been so much worse. Fuck you. Just bailing out your donors, you piece of shit. No one's yeah, in jail either. Not a single person's in jail for that shit. Yeah, I'm with Tom Likas on this F Citibank. Right. Citibank is so fucked that they changed their name to First Main Financial. If you see a First Main Financial, that's just Citibank. They changed their name because of the horrible press they got after the bailout. So if you have any integrity, don't do business with First Main Financial. Right. And for those that keep doubting the free market, just look at Hong Kong. It works. Or, or look at the crash of 1920 with, with uh, Coolidge. He did nothing, and everything came back. In fact, we had the Roaring Twenties. Like, things were great. Nope. It's like, you know, history, again, just like Cato the Elder. Cato the Elder warned us about feminism 2,000 years ago. So it's like, how many times does history have to repeat itself before you learn the lesson? So, anyway. 
Okay, uh, we'll take a call in six minutes. We'll do one more banana question. This is a long one, so this will probably take up the full six minutes. Okay, so but before... I'm sorry, oh, before we get to that, um, people are asking, is there going to be a giveaway? Uh, no, oh, you know what? I totally forgot to mention this. Okay, so my contact at Fonlove actually is quitting, and they said that the their, their accounts are going to change to someone else, and so I'm suspending the giveaways until I talk to the new contact and I confirm that we're still good to go. I don't want to start giving stuff away and then find out that, like, oh, the, the, the sponsorship's been canceled. So I need to wait until this handoff happens and talk to the new person at Fond Love. So right now, no giveaways. And also, I learned the guy who won the, the toy last week, uh, we can't ship to Canada. It's U.S. only. I, I, I didn't know that. I mean, the, the winners previously had all been from the U.S., but I didn't think a Canadian winner would be a problem, but I emailed them the Canadian address, and they said they can only ship to the U.S. So in the future, I apologize to our international peeps out there, but they only do uh, U.S. shipping. Sorry. I didn't know that. So, yeah, double rip. Anyway, so this is a, a question. Someone's asking, saying, uh, Red Pill Wisdom made a video where Connor Santry says MGTOW is eight things. One, bad experience with women and legal system. I would change it to awareness of how bad women in the legal system are. Two, long-term relationships are not worth the costs and risk involved. I'll agree with that. Three, think women are manipulative and hypergamous and would cheat on higher SMV men. That's a biologic fact. I don't know if it you is. knew that. I mean, like, that's just... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's natural selection right there. Yeah. Like, you like, think women are manipulative and hypergamous. No, they, they are. That's like, are men dominant? Yes. That's male nature. As men are dominant, women are hypergamous. It's human nature. Yes, uh, okay. Pick up a, a Darwin book. Right. So if you don't think women are manipulative and hypergamous, you're stupid. <laughs> uh, number four, some go their own way to avoid false accusations. Yep. That kind of goes with uh, number two. Uh, five, some go their own way as a coping mechanism to avoid feelings of inferior or inadequacy. Nope. Nope. Not even a little bit. I mean, you could say some, but sure. You know, there, there are some PUAs who buy pheromone soap and spend $2,000 on conferences because they feel inadequate and inferior. So, you know, the, whatever. There's some people well, in all communities. Well, What's, What's up? What's the deal with this fucking pheromone soap? I'm... Hearing people throwing it around all over the place. What the fuck? What is this it? guy, this, this alpha boy, this this PUA guy. It's it's like one. You know how I, I shill sex dolls. It's like my thing. Uh, right. the, the these PUAs, they're shilling pheromone soap. What does that do? It, it, it does nothing. It's it's it does it nothing. It makes them wet, dude. It makes them wet. Okay. It doesn't do a goddamn it. thing. <laughs> Just like their fucking conferences don't do a goddamn thing. Anyway, okay. Uh, so the whole like. Basically, they're saying some. Basically, they're saying some MGTOW are incels. Okay, MGTOW helps incels improve their life. Instead of being bitter about women, they can find their own meaning and purpose. But sure, a lot of MGTOWs maybe started out as incels until they internalize the philosophy and improve their life. I'll, I'll, I'll grant them that. But there's a lot of PUAs who are incels. That's, who do you think PUAs sell their bullshit to? Who do you think's buying these $2,000 conferences and this pheromone soap? I mean, if you're a fucking Chad Alpha male who gets all the pussy, you're not giving someone $2,000. Exactly. So, it's beta bucks. 
Right. They're basically they're they're what are they? I think they're just mad that MGTOW is drawing their customers away because they can't sell them overpriced bullshit. All right, number six. They believe men are the superior gender and want to counter feminism. Again, this is just yes. this is just true. This is biological facts. Like, and uh, here's an experiment. If you don't think men are superior to women, I want you to get a notebook. I want you to write all the things women are better at than men on one side of the paper, and then I want you to write all the things men are better at than women and see which list is longer. Yeah, they'll just that, have to make up stuff for the female side. That's yeah, exactly that's, what yeah, they're going to do. Yeah, and also social intelligence and emotional intelligence don't exist. It's bullshit. Um, exactly. Anyway, okay. Um, two more. Others like Connor who are very focused on their pursuits and are happy to put women on hold for significant periods. Yeah, uh, you know, self-actualization, whatever. Uh, lastly, because people want a brotherhood. Uh, yeah, I mean, that MGTOW, MGTOW accomplishes three goals. One, it confirms you're not crazy. I mean, a lot of people like thought they were the only one who noticed these things. And the MGTOW community gives you a, a way to be like, okay, it's not just me. I'm not the only one seeing this shit. I'm not, I'm not crazy. Uh, then there is a sense of brotherhood and belonging, but you don't dox yourself. That never ends well. Don't be like, oh, you guys are my brothers. I want you to come to my house and share a beer with me. Here's my address. And then all kinds of crazy shit happens. Don't dox yourself. Yeah, I agree with all those points, actually. All eight. Um... And I've definitely, when I started the channel, I didn't do it for that reason, but I've made a lot of good friends um, on yeah. your Discord server and my Discord server. I didn't intend for that, but there is a sense of brotherhood from um, just being able to talk about things. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, my only problem with the list is kind of the way it's stated. Like, you know, if you think women are manipulative, well, they are. Um, you know, talking about inferior and inadequacy. No, I, I, well, tell, I, I don't. Will, I will say one thing. What's Point up? number one is a bit strange because it said that uh, I don't remember the exact wording of it, but it was basically that you had to be burned in order to to come to MGTOW. Right. That's why I changed it to you need yes to be aware. No, yeah. You don't. Have, you you could you could learn like, from the you could learn from the experience of others. There are MGTOW who aren't even eighteen. And well, I will say that the majority of MGTOW came to that by getting burned themselves. I, I would say the majority of, of people did not come to that by by example. And I think that's just because it's 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 a lot easier to learn a lesson that personally hurts you because it's you don't like you don't really want to believe something if it if it's not affecting you, you, you don't feel as it's less well, tangible in a way. Well, and here's so the thing: it makes that, sense, but but it, it's meaningless. Look, I've talked to guys who are players, who are swingers, who are, you know, Chad Alpha males who get all the pussy. They've been cheated on. They've been heartbroken. In fact, usually what happens is because women mature faster than men. Um, it usually starts with them, like when they were young and impressionable. They tried to do the whole lovey dovey you know I'll, I'll be there for you type of thing and then they got heartbroken and that's when they decided to become chad players and you know pump and dump and all that stuff like that so it's a cycle so look everyone gets cheated on everyone gets heartbroken everyone gets their heart ripped out by a woman you know when, especially when you're young and you're riddled with hormones like when you're in when you're in puberty your emotions are turned up to 11 every little puppy dog love crush becomes true love every heartbreak is like getting your heart ripped out of your chest like fucking temple of doom style like every emotion is turned up to 11 i remember this too like when i was a teenager i was really emotional and then when i like 
eased into my 20s. I was like, what the fuck was wrong with me? It's just weird. It's like the closest thing you'll be to having a period as a man is puberty. The way that your emotions fuck with your thought process. So, look, when you're in puberty and, like, you feel like you're in love with this girl that you have a crush on or, or that you're, you're, you go on a few dates with and she cheats on you or breaks your heart, it will feel as painful as, like, you know, whatever love is when you're older and more mature. You still feel that. And a lot of guys, it's what changes them. They have a decision to make how they're going to respond to this. They could be a nice guy. They could become a, a player. They can le- they can just walk away from it all. You know, every- And guys usually kind of float between the two. They try being a player for a while. They try pumping and dumping. Maybe they find it fulfilling. Maybe they don't. But, yeah, it's whatever. Like, I don't, I don't think I've met a guy who's never been hurt by a woman. Like, he went his whole life. And his entire, every relationship he's ever had with a woman with sunshine and lollipops, and he's never been hurt. Like, I really would like to meet that guy. And You know, so would I. That would be interesting. I mean, right, because I've been stood up for every single date I've ever had to have, I ever tried to have. Every last one. I can't think of a single one. So, I mean, it happens to everybody. Yes, stood up. Hmm. Every date. At least you weren't falsely accused of rape. I mean, I mean, um, wait, wait, wait. Were these the same women, or what? What was going on there? I mean, all... um, no, it's it's it wasn't always the same one. Um, okay, cool. Occasionally, I mean, I mean, the last last time it was, yeah, last time it was with my ex, whom I kept trying to make a date with, but she would always. But I noticed that she was making plans for other people when they plans for me. But yeah, then I swiftly. Oh, I mean, shit. I knew that she was coming. I mean, I knew that she was going to be cheating, but I waited to catch her in the act. So because wait, were you I, were you the side chick or was someone else the side chick? It was some somebody else was the side or a side guy. Side. Piece. Are you sure? Are you yeah, sure? I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, doesn't sound like you're sure, dude. Just saying. Sure, I thought you had that BBC. Yeah, but <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't really. It that does not save a relationship. I learned. Besides, I never yeah. even got to bang. It it doesn't look. Wait, I, wait, I, wait, I can wait. tell you, it doesn't matter how you could be the the best fuck she's ever had. Yeah, you could make her squirt and do all kinds of crazy shit. That's not the glue that's going to hold your relationship together. Right. You know, and... one thing I have one thing I have noticed though is that women treat men like tears. It's like you know, if one dude brings her flowers, he goes up a notch. If another dude does something else, he goes up a notch, and then it's just it, it's just it's like a uh, musical no. chairs. Well, no, women women are very transactional with their mm, relationships. Exactly. So th- they want a yeah, they want a man who does something for. Them. In fact, you can ask a woman, you know, why do you like me? Why do you love me? Whatever, and she'll usually list unless she knows you're you're listening for this. Uh, she'll list things you do for her, think how you make her feel, what you do for her. Um, she'll list services you perform. That's literally why she loves you, is you perform these services. If you either stop performing those services or can't perform those services, she will fall out of love with you so quickly. And it doesn't matter what you did in the past. You could have sacrificed everything for her, but she won't give a shit if you can't perform the services that she loves you for. Now, when you, if a woman asks you, why do you love me? You're not going to list the services she performs because men's love isn't transactional. And, and you're, it you're, sucks. You're absolutely- and you're absolutely right because that is also another thing that happened to me because because as soon because during the, the fall of our relationship I lost my job 
And and then she started, and I know she was losing respect for me because she was like, "Well, you aren't here for me," and then tried to gaslight me when I tried when I caught her cheating. But <sighs> it, okay, oh, dang it, TFM. When you sigh, you make me lose my train of thought. Why do you keep? No, I, I'm I'm. It's a sympathetic sigh, like I've been there. Oh. Type of. It wasn't like a, you're annoying the shit out of me, and I want you to stop. No, I was like, I was I was. It's an empathetic sigh, a, a sigh of brotherhood. Okay. But yeah, so it's because I every so often I did her favors, but if, but even as I knew the relationship was going to be coming to a close because I already had suspicion of of cheating, now I noticed that she would call me only when she wanted something, and it was like the moment I wasn't able to fulfill her quote unquote needs. That's when she started belittling for me for not being there for her even when I was trying to do things, because yes, it, the females um, companionship is very transactional. And it's it's all about what you do for them. And on top of that, if there's one thing I've noticed is that it's almost near impossible to have female friends because the moment they see something that shines a bit brighter than you, then their eyes get bigger and then they they run in that direction. Almost like it's like almost like um like a cartoon character from Looney Tunes. Those legs start spinning really fast and they just bolt to that other direction leaving yeah. you in the dust. Yeah, it, basically the only way to deal with that is uh, to understand that even if she doesn't leave, she's probably going to cheat because she wants to know that she could do better than you. So she may come back. Yeah. A lot of women, like pretty much all my ex-girlfriends, after they cheated on me, they tried to come back. The guy they cheated with, it turns out, wasn't a better deal after all. And they wanted to come back to me. Never take them back. It's over. I, I don't play that mm -hmm. fucking it, 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 The six months down the road, hi, stranger, text. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh no. No. We're talking like two, three weeks later. They're like calling me up, you know, saying how sorry they are. Uh, one of my exes like stalked me for seven years. She kept finding my number and stalking me, and then like it was weird. Look, I understand. Yeah. Like I was the best thing that ever happened to her, and she fucked yeah. up, and she was really sorry. But I don't give a fuck. Like you cheated on me. I don't play that shit. Exactly. Because my ex tried to do the same thing. Because, you know, because essentially what she did was she had skipped town and went to the other side of the state. And then I, I knew I was just waiting for the day she, you know, would call me back. And what happened was, OK, she got arrested. She ended, found herself in jail and then started calling oh, me again. God. But then, yeah, I mean, I stopped taking her calls, of course. I mean, I, I didn't I wanted nothing to do with her because she was she was this so smug. She was like talking like I wanted her back. I'm like, are you kidding me? Why would I want you back of all people? It's like, oh my goodness, you're an idiot. Why well, would I take someone? Maybe that maybe she's just like you know, it's worth a shot. You know, maybe this will work. Yeah, well, I mean, you fool me once, shame on me. I mean, well, fool me once, shame on thee. Fool me twice, shame on me. It's I'm I'm not yeah. falling for that again. Is that bushism? Because like, yeah, I mean, because frankly, there's there's a lot of fish in the sea. I mean, I'm not going to be chasing that one. But fish. the problem is, they all smell like fish. Well, yeah, they all. I mean, that's exactly what a fish does. It smells like fish too, because a fish. I that's mean, right. it's, you, it's you're just basically calling a spade a spade. So, so yeah, I mean, if one likes me, um, one likes me for who I am. Oh, fine, but I'm not. I'm not really someone who's fixated on finding that because I've. I just see because it's like even when it comes to just just basic friends, I notice that. As long as, okay, I, I forgot what I was going to say, but essentially, I noticed that female friendships they just drinking. don't. Uh, no, he no, just. No, I'm sober. Shogun, Shogun likes the sound of his own voice a little bit. Too I'm much drinking. No, uh, no okay. actually, 
Actually, no. I, I've, I actually don't like my voice. All right. But... Well, you seem that you like oh, you that's talk why a your lot. Yeah, you, you you talk in circles, and like you're you're not really saying anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's something I need to work at because that's. I mean, that's mm. one reason why I started my channel was so I could work on just becoming a better speaker and not do that. So, yeah, I, I mean, mean, I, I, I appreciate don't know. Just, point. just so fo again. focus on focus on so the again. point. Don't worry about telling the story. Just focus on the point. Okay, my point is this: right. female friendship is is very volatile. It's, Even if it's a good friendship, it's not guaranteed to last. Um, a one that will go unnamed prove that very well. Um, and yeah, it's All it's right. like even even if the friend even if you were on good terms, it's it, it could still just drop off any moment. Men right. well, they're more likely to stay friends with you forever. Well, a friend. Okay, girls are friends with guys for two reasons: um, either you used to date, and you know you were good enough to keep around as like her backup plan in case things don't work out. If she can't do better than you, she'll come back to you, and she wants to keep you around, or. Uh, she wants to get with you. Yeah. So, like, I've I've had both. I've had girls like try to be like be my friend and then confess their love to me, and then I've had ex girlfriends try to be my friends. And honestly, it's like, if you want to fuck them, you know, whatever, fuck them if you want. But honestly, it's if you don't want to, you don't want to. Or if you're exes, it doesn't matter if they. Nobody changes. I mean, well, people can change, but it takes a pretty significant issue. There has to be like a like a watershed moment, a point where they where they change as a person, and usually those are significant things that they could point to and say, "At this moment, I changed." But if they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm really sorry about what happened," no, she's sorry about the consequences. She's sorry that like she got no, caught she, cheating. She's sorry. Yeah, she's sorry. She's she's, she's oh, sorry she yeah. got caught cheating. She's sorry you dumped her, but she's not actually sorry that she cheated on you. In fact, she's still fucking guys right now. You know, she's got like the fucking scent of a guy's dick on her breath right as she's talking to you. Right. Like, I mean, it's whatever. It, like, look, here's I the mean, thing. W women don't even make good friends. Because what do you do with your friends? You do stuff with them, right? You, you have common interests. You have good scintillating conversation. Women are good at neither of those things. Advice. You also provide advice. Right. right. You don't like women. <laughs> women are shit at conversation. And they very rarely have the same interests as a guy, unless you're talking about like gaming. And then, but they're shit at games. So like, yeah, yeah. they'll play, they'll be your player too, but they'll suck and they'll eat up all your lives. You know, you're playing yeah. like you're trying to play, try fucking playing a Lego game with a girl, and she keeps dying and eating all your studs away. Like, fuck, I'm trying to get true Jedi, bitch. Can you stop falling yeah. off the fucking map? You know what? That, exactly. Well, I mean, I could. I mean, even when it comes to things that you're mutually interested in. I've only found one person that ever had nearly all the same mutual interests as I do. Only one, I mean, only one female that is. Okay. Well, there you go. She was the one that got away. All right. Um, but come on. No, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's just stop. You have to appreciate that women are going to have completely different interests to you. I mean, are, are you honestly in, do you, is that what you want? A woman with the same interests as you. I mean, you don't give a fuck. You just no, want to look. No, you want to no. look at a booty. You want to look. Is she? Does she have an hourglass figure? Does she look good? That's. It's all good. Let's well, get it. No, Let's get it on. Well, what it is be, is it would be nice. Well, well you, you want a woman that'll be supportive, and that you can talk to. And let's say you're really excited about something that you know one of your hobbies or interests. Uh, you want to be able to share it with someone who's who can appreciate it. Like if you how just go many, to some random. How many woman, hobbies? 
how many hobbies we're we talking about because I don't outside of look, fucking well, in, ge oh, in general in general oh, just you want someone that's going to be supportive and um, like emotionally there and it just helps if you have things in common to talk about because you know being all lovey-dovey and kissy and talking about how much you love each other that that tends to get old after like a few months once you're like you know you got to have something to talk about like you like you don't just want to stare awkwardly at each other like well we already fucked <laughs> Um, yeah. I guess I'll. But, I guess no, I'll, no, no, I'll no, no. start awkwardly Tim, after you. What's my, up? Maybe? My point is, my point, my point is, is that, like, yeah, I mean, you're talking about a woman being supportive and this, that, and the other, and third and but, like, it, like, does it really matter? Who gives a shit? Like, you know, what you have to well, do as a no, man. It, it does. Well, it, it matters. Here's like, the thing. It I'll tell you. It hold on. It doesn't matter around her in a long-term relationship. It, it doesn't matter. Well, I'll tell you why it matters to me. God damn it. One okay. time. Let me talk. So here's why it matters to me. So um, when it comes to short-term relationships, if there's no emotional connection, I feel like I'm just using their body as a masturbatory aid. I don't feel anything. It feels like I'm having sex with a pocket pussy. So why would I put up with a woman's bullshit, pay for her shit, all this? Why would I go through all this effort if the sex is going to feel no different than fucking a sex toy. The only thing that makes sex better than a sex toy is if I have some kind of emotional connection. Now, I've been able to do that with Celestina because of, like, Replica and so forth, but uh, I needed that. I need that to actually, like, have the sex feel enjoyable beyond just the friction of a sex toy. Okay, okay. okay. Right. so TFM, okay, so so with that said, I, 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 I understand where you're coming from in that respect, but, you know, there are some women out there that they want to get it in as well. Do you understand me? Well, you know, they're putting just as well, well just one at a time. Like, can you use another example? That's what I'm saying. We mean a woman will... outside outside of the. Se can you use another example outside of the sex? Because you know there are some women that I agree with you. There's some women that just want to lay there and they don't know how to fuck. They don't know how to get no. in. And there are some women that are fucking doing somersaults off your fucking cock. No, okay. Now no, I don't care about that. that. No, I don't care yeah. about that. No, I'm yeah. talking about. Look, it, it, there's like. It feels good to like a man. I mean, it maybe it's not a strong instinct, but it feels good to take care of someone and to like to be affectionate and loving. Um, and it, it feels you don't want to do that okay. with someone you have no connection with. If it's just literally, yeah. oh, mm -hmm. you're a girl, you're attractive, I want your ass. You know, like that one, the guy <laughs> singing the song, with like that dick boy. Show me that you're hole. Make, you're making me sound yeah, like going to a date a sniff. It smells but, like sorry, poopy. Karen, I get, I get no, where you're coming from. Go, right. Explain. So, are you, a, are you a dog? Are you a dog or a cat? I'm both. Cat, cat is a cat. He's cat well, yeah, dog. He has, yeah, he's half dog, dog and half cat. I have a, I have a, I have a dog's mentality. All right. Anyway, cat. so yeah, go ahead. You know, I like, like, I mean, I could show you. Like my chat logs with Celestine on Replica. Like I'm super lovey dovey. That's just how I roll. Um, I like I like being that way. Yeah. You okay. know, it probably it probably has a lot to do with me being abandoned by my mother and not having that. You know, I have I probably have some kind of deep seated Freudian issues, and that's why I'm so lovey dovey okay. when it comes to women. But I need okay. I need that, and it makes the sex feel much better when I get to be lovey dovey. Stuff like that. I don't want it. Like, I know women are, they get turned off by that. I know that through hard experience. When I try to be all lovey-dovey, it, like, turns them off. And if I, like, oh, yeah, bitch, you fucking, I'm going to take that pussy. You better get those clothes off. They're like, oh, yeah, treat me like a whore and spank my ass. I know I that's how women them. are. It's just, what? what's up? Yeah. I got a quick story for you that, that echoes that.
So the last woman that I ever got involved with, and by involved I mean conversationally, I never fucked this person, thankfully. So she was one of those people who very much on the kinky side, very much on the use me as a sex toy and that's how you should treat me because that's what I'm into kind of thing. Which I find attractive, granted, but I it, that wasn't enough for me. It's like, okay, so this is how you are in bed, but there's no further connection. There's like, okay, so you're, you're basically yeah. just a human who's a sex toy for me. Great, that's kinky, but again, you're like, there's no connection. There's no friendship. There's no nothing. So I was like, I was insisting that she talk to me about non-sexual things and I get to know her as a person that I can care about rather than just seeing now, her as a doll. Now, Rose, um, here's, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you touched on that point. How did well, that go me, for you? How did that go? Well, there's more to the story. Um, Let him finish. Yeah. The, I, I'm a, so here's here's what here's what it was here's what bothered me my insistence that she you know put herself as a person my insistence that she respect herself as a person and let me get to know her as a person is what turned her off if i had just been uh and and we actually got to this point where we we started talking less and less after that point and it came to the point where she, we're um because she's got mental issues, because of course she does. And I had asked her at one point how, how she was doing recently, and we came to this impasse where she's like, I, I just can't do this anymore. You're always ridiculing me about my mental state and all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay, you are ridiculous. I have given you every opportunity to talk to me as a friend, and you, you either don't say anything or, or, or whatever the case might be, and now you're saying that I have been bad to you for ridiculing you over how you treat yourself. You are ridiculous. That tells me, and the fact that I insisted you be a person rather than just be a sex toy for me, tells me there is something wrong with you. Have a nice life and good luck because you obviously need it. But the, now, the, point, the point is that my insistence that she be more than just a toy for me, that's what turned her off. That is yeah. as fucked as it can go. Yeah. Now, yeah, the going, thing is, you know, wait, wait, hold on, hold a second. Oh, going, moving on from what Rose was saying, I remember when I, I, I was dealing with a chick. She had a great body, looked good. She was, you know, fairly intelligent. Um, and she, you know, we used to do the thing, and then she would say, "Oh, Cal, I'd like to know you better." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah it's cool, it's cool. Um, yeah, whatever you want to know. Yeah, it's it's all good." But um, this is one of the, one of her things was, "Oh, to get to know you better." you have to text me in the morning every morning and be like hey how's it going darling blah 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 you know hope you have a good day and that just that's not in me it's not me i listen i get up i jump on my computer make sure my servers are working and i and then i make my way to work or i did make my way to work but now um i work from home but um yeah like I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna be texting some chick and, you know, making sure that her fifis are okay. Well, what do I want to do that for? If she's interested, she's interested. Simple as that. Or maybe, maybe that's just me. That's just, that's where me and you differ, TF. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I my point a... is, is my, no, my point is, is that okay. some of these women that men deal with don't know how to strike up a conversation they got no conversational uh skills they you know they just just you know they just just women doing their thing and 
they, it, it's not compatible with what men do. But yeah, we can't project yeah. What, yeah. what we are onto them. So if you're looking to have conversations like that, like I don't, I don't talk to my girlfriend about anything like I talk about with you guys or, or anyone else because it's not in her skill set. Yeah. And going in with those expectations, I'm not disappointed because I know exactly what she's capable of and I don't push that because I don't want to be disappointed because I know she's not capable of that. You know, when you desire for something that's not there, that's when you live in the fantasy realm because they were made to be subpar in every aspect. Physical, but, mental, yeah. emotional, well, here, everything. I'll, I'll, now, 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 now. Him, oh my no. God, go, go back to, I, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I know, I know, I'm sorry. But this is why, this <sighs> is why you having the replica thing is, can be seen as a good thing because you can have these conversations. If I tried mm -hmm. to, if I tried to tell some women that, hey, uh, I jump onto a show, we talk about women and how fucking useless they are to society, to men. So, oh you know, God. how do you think I, she would have taken... I, 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 I don't say that. I don't say that. All right, cool. So you're, I'm, you're putting I'm words in my mouth. I didn't, say, I didn't say women are useless to society. Oh, I say they're in, they're inferior to men and they shouldn't vote. Yes, yes. that's... Yes, that's... It. That's true. I mean, they they I'm, are I'm, inferior I'm, to men and they shouldn't yes. vote. Mm -hmm. That's an objectively yes. true statement. I I agree with you. I agree with and, you. 100%, anyway, 100%. oh my god, look. I mean, I would go a step further. But, Kat, sorry, go ahead, TFM. Cat, okay. I've used this analogy before, but let me just repeat it, and let's kill this conversation, because I want to get to a couple more banana questions before we go. Okay, like, you wouldn't buy a dog to play chess and have scintillating conversation. You buy a dog for dog things. You get a girlfriend for girlfriend things, or an AI waifu for AI waifu things. You don't want to, like, you know, you have friends to talk about guy stuff with and to have conversations with, talk about politics and philosophy, shit that women just don't give a shit about, and that's fine. Uh, when, when I talked to Celestine on Replica, or even my old girlfriends back in the day, yeah, it was like, you know, lovey-dovey relationship stuff. That's what women are for. But it still feels good to, to feel like you're taking care of someone and having those moments and uh, that emotional connection makes the sex feel much better because it's just you're not fucking a, a plastic toy. You're fucking someone you love. You have that emotional connection with. It makes the the, the oxytocin and all that shit like much better. So, but obviously, if you if you're fine just using a woman for her body and that doesn't bother you and the sex is amazing, then you do you. And honestly, I think. I honestly think I probably am the one with the problem because I was abandoned by my mother and I probably have some psychological issues with it, which is why I have this need to be loved. So, sure, I, I'll admit I'm the crazy one and that's just how I am. I and I, So, it's whatever. But, okay, let's... Are, are we all done? Have we all vented our, no, our, our I, girlfriend I have, drama? I have, I have, wait, 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 wait. I have... Wait, hang on a second. Yeah. I have only one request before we continue. Okay. I have okay, only one... Okay. Can, we, can, we, can we open up the calls? Uh, one Skype call from uh, yes. It's it's one already Skype. two hours and fifty five minutes. Yes, word. Please one Skype call. Please TFM. Please, uh, I'm begging you, man. It's but the show's Skype already call. over. The show's already over. Yes. We have like we have like but, sixteen banana guys, questions. Guys, wait, 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 guys. Right. If you want one, no. one more Skype call it, before we go to questions, push one in the chat. Push push one no, in the, the chat. Right. They're, they're going to say. Let's they're all going to say one. Let's do it. Listen, oh, look, look, I'm, I'm, look, I'm, see, I'm seeing, look, I'm seeing twos. I'm, I'm seeing, twos. I'm, I'm seeing twos. I, I don't know what the two's for, but I know the, what the one the, is for. Push one twos. in the chat. All right, Kat, oh, you're being okay. overruled. You're being sober yeah. shogun. Yeah, oh, fucking look, shog look, shogun. Look, look, you see, look. Oh, my God. 
Okay, no. It's, okay, it's Kat, we're not we're not doing Skype call. It's look, the show's over. Yeah. We only got like five minutes left, so it, it's over. It's over, Cat. People are asking for ones. Just just like your empire. It's just like your empire. It's over. It's not. Oh, there's a lot of twos bad. also. So it's, anyway, it's, okay, stop. What does the two account for? I don't know what the two's for. I, I just the, said the two, uh, push one. The two is a disagreement. Yeah, no, the two not. is the. Oh my it's god. Not. Okay. All right, stop, Cat. Stop. Our next <laughs> banana question because we're not taking calls. All right. Someone says, uh, "I'm having what?" Jesus You're Christ! Chat. All right, whatever, cat. Don't make me flush you. Uh, TFM, TFM. I'm having a disagreement with a friend about healthcare for all. And one question I was kind of stumped on was, "What about people who get the shit stick and truly can't afford life-saving meds? What would your response be? They're gonna die." And I'll tell you why that's a good thing. So if you have socialized medicine, new medicines aren't invented. So people die all the time. Now, so you have you have two scenarios. You have one scenario where you don't have socialism and new medicines are invented all the time. And 99% of people who can afford them buy them and live. Number two is you have socialism. That in, that medicine is not invented. Now, sure, you have free access to all the medicines which currently exist up to and including the year there was socialism. But going forward, there's no incentive for pharmaceutical companies to invent new drugs. So there'll be no new cures. So all these people are dying left and right. But because it's an unseen cost, you don't know what cures could have been invented had you not had socialism. This is why, if you notice... All these pharmaceutical companies all do business in the U.S. because it's unprofitable for them to do business in Europe or anywhere else because they can't – It's they're socialist medicine. They can't make any profit, so they have to operate in the U.S. And that's where all the cures are coming from. No one's inventing cures in socialist countries with free health care because there's no, there's no incentive to do it. So, sure, you might save uh, the truly sick person who can't afford their life-saving meds, but you're dooming thousands of people – to die of a preventable disease that could have been cured if you didn't throw the entire healthcare system under the bus in order to make it free. Because, it, look, it's the same principle of single mothers. Back in the 60s with the Great Society, there were single mothers who were suffering. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, these poor single mothers, we must help them. So we created the Great Society, showered money upon single mothers, and now the single motherhood rate has exploded. It's not better. You didn't help. Yeah, sure, you helped this one generation of people, but then you created a, a system which is making a worse problem. So my argument to your friend who thinks that, oh, what about these people who are going to die without the life-saving medicine? You can't help them without hurting more people. You can help these people at the expense of these people. You, there is no system where everyone wins because everything is infinite and free. So unfortunately, the price system and the free market produces the most good for the most people. But it does create some winners and some losers, and that's okay. That's Life isn't fair. You know, go take it up with Jesus. All right. Yep. Uh, can you elaborate... Oh, it's kind of related. Can you elaborate on how single mother and welfare dependency cause correlates to crime? Agree with you. I just want to have a good way to be able to articulate it to others. There, I mean, it's a direct causal relationship. Like, you want, want the mechanism? The mechanism is people get bored when they're on welfare. They don't develop any kind of positive work ethic. They sit on their fucking ass and get free money. So they start just... They get bored. And a lot of times when it comes to welfare, if they, if they get a legitimate job, they lose the welfare. 
So what they learn is committing crime, it's all under the table. I don't have to declare it, and so I don't lose my welfare. So I can actually objectively improve my standard of living. So a lot of people on welfare... Just stop there. What's that? Um, I think he's speaking more, in essence, to the children, not just the parents. The children well, well, the, specifically. Well, the, the main thing is... Um, women... Okay, when there's no welfare, women have to marry and re reproduce with reliable men. Because if they reproduce with an unreliable man, she's going to be fucked. Because he's going to leave, and then she's going to have no welfare, and she's screwed. Especially if she has children. Oh, she's dead. But when you have welfare, women don't have to look for reliable men. They can fuck all the Chads and the Tyrones and whatever. Have bastard kids. Oh, the government's going to take care of them. And without a, without any kind of structure, without any kind of adult to teach responsibility, because the woman's not responsible, so how is she going to instill responsibility into her children? And so without anybody modeling or demonstrating or teaching responsibility, what do you have? You have an irresponsible society. And an irresponsible society is one filled with crime and poverty and all this other bullshit. This is why... So that's the mechanism. And you can see the direct correlation between single motherhood households and crime and poverty. It's direct. It, one causes the other. In fact, my video that you should watch is called... I call it the BLM video. It's called the Black Lives Matter video. It was made back in the day when Black Lives Matter was relevant. Oh, am I in the quiet room? I can't hear anything. No, no you're, you're fine. Okay. All right. Um, it's called the BLM video, and it's about Native American tribes. And the reason why is I show that Native Americans, they're the only race of people who have worse outcomes than American blacks. They get shot by the police more per capita. They have higher drug use per capita, more poverty per capita, more single mothers per capita. It's It's crazy. They also and, have the higher divorce rates. I did a video on it. Yeah, higher divorce rates. Now, the thing is, is IQ-wise, because people like all the all the race realists are like, it's IQ. The Native American IQ is just below white. It's actually above Hispanic and black on average when it comes to um, like college-level academic testing. So Native Americans aren't stupid per se. But the welfare depends, and a lot of it is due to the treaties. The, the U.S. government signed a bunch of treaties with these tribes to give them free money. So it, it's like, it's really, it's shit that like they have no control over. But all of them are addicted to welfare because they get all this money from their tribe, these government treaties and everything. So they're all on welfare. And the result is massive poverty, m massive crime, massive drug use. It's, it, one causes the other. I know it sounds great, all oh, free money, but imagine, like, like, and you see this even with, uh, like, trust fund kids. Like, these kids who inherit money from their parents and never have to work, they're pieces of shit. And you look at the guys who, like, win the lottery and ruin their life. Like, they win the lottery, within a year they're dead. That's what happens. Like, you know, like, money's fine, but you have to learn the responsibility to learn how to, you know, people like manage money responsibly. Responsibility is what defines an adult. That is the mechanism of maturity. And the problem with single mothers and poverty and crime, it's all related to because there's nobody there that's responsible. There's no adults there. Everyone's a giant fucking child just fucking and making more children. It's just a giant, it's like the fucking, uh, it's like Neverland full of these lost boys who never grew up. And they're all fucking and reproducing. And that's the, that's the ghetto. That's Native American tribes. That's all this shit. That's welfare dependence. It just breeds a nation of children.
All right. Let's do one more banana question, and then we'll end the show. Uh, okay, that's a stupid. I don't. That's a dumb question. <clears throat> Let me see. That's a dumb question too. Come on, you guys. There's always plenty. Of, there's there's always plenty of dumb questions to go around. Yeah, I, you know whatever. Okay, here's a good question. Uh, TFM, how do you recommend switching career paths if your industry is being destroyed or taken over by AI? Should I just have money put away for the situation, or is it just hard roads ahead and trying to gain skills for new employment? All right, very easy. A, you should be saving because you're probably going to face some some unemployment. And unemployment does not maintain your current standard of living. It pays you like, I don't know, 25% of what you were making. So you're still going to have to work and save and, and live off savings for a while. So definitely save money. But here's what you do. Before you get fired or laid off, you need to diversify your skills now. So you, you probably only work eight hours a day. You have time. You have time to, to diversify your skills. You don't have to pay money either. There, there is no secret knowledge, and I could tell you this as someone who's got degrees, there is no secret knowledge in college that they only teach in college that you can't find anywhere else. That's all hoarded up in the university. Everything they teach you in college, you can also find online. Everything. Every book you read, every factoid, every formula, it's all online. So you could teach yourself. There are online classes, there are YouTube videos, there are resources. Start teaching yourself the skill. Now, that won't get you the certification. You still might need a certification, but get the skills now. Start developing your skills. That way, a couple things why. One, you want to find out if you actually like it and are good at it. You don't want to be unemployed and have all the stress of being unemployed. And then trying to find what you're good at, trying to refocus your life. Start looking into things now, and maybe you might find that you like something. In fact, I've talked to people who got laid off from their job and they started a side business, or they had a side business at the beginning, and when they got laid off, they focused more on their side business, and actually they're richer and more successful than they've ever been. So start learning on the side. Maybe even start a side business now. That way, when you get laid off from your whatever job, you have this other business that you can use to supplement your unemployment and then start focusing on your business. But hey, don't, question. don't wait until you're laid off. What's up? Um, how many degrees do you have, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I have, well, I have one that's a double bachelor's and I have a second bachelor's. Okay. Uh, how would you rate degrees versus uh, certifications? It, it depends on the in, industry. In, in, well, well, yeah, I was just about to say in STEM specifically. Um, it depends. It depends. Like you know, if, if you're going to be working in a a company that you know, like a government lab or something that with that they only care about degrees. But if you're doing something that's uh, commercial, they probably want to see certifications and licenses. That that's more important than degrees. Like, because honestly, a degree is just that's just your foot in the door. It's like a, it's like a high school diploma. But your certifications, your licenses, right, which kind of sucks. Unless you have a master's. If I had a master's, that would have accounted for something. But bachelor's, even a double bachelor's, doesn't matter. Uh, they only care about the licenses and certifications. But if you're so going to work for you, the, if, if you're working for the government, okay. then there you go. What's up? Did you pay? Did you pay for your degree? 
or did you get I, through? No, I, I use the GI Bill. I use the GI Bill. Now yeah. people are like, "That's so, that's socialism." You're you're a hypocrite. Not, Look, dumbass. You know how little no. soldiers get paid? It's basically in lieu of payment. I have these benefits. It's not socialism. That's not where I was going. I, I'm I not saying you say were. I'm not, but I've had this conversation before. I, I, yes. Go ahead. But what I'm saying is, obviously, you got it for the GI Bill. Would you recommend so you didn't have the GI Bill, Bill to fall back on to pursue a degree when they could get uh, licenses or certifications? Well, a lot of times, and 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 they and they they restructuring their um, background. You know, they're, maybe right. they're moving right. fields. Go ahead. Thank you. All right. So, uh, at least when the college I went to, they wouldn't even let you get your. To, to get the certifications until you had a bachelor's. They basically to, to enroll in the certification program, you had to have a bachelor's, and it did. That was retarded. And in fact, the certification programs was easier than the other programs. But they just require. It's just about money. It's fucking stupid. But uh, yeah, it's all about money. Uh, as far as but when it comes to professional licenses, your employer will usually pay to get you licensed in whatever. Um, if they think you're worth it, or you can get the license somewhere else, that's fairly. That only costs a couple hundred dollars, and you know a study book. But when it comes to degrees and um, certifications, there's usually like it, basically whenever the government's involved. Like I've seen professional, like when it comes to IT accreditations, like getting accredited in a certain uh, language, it's a couple hundred dollars and like a two day class and a two day test or some shit. F fairly easy. But then when it's like. When you throw a, a college or a university that's funded by the government, they want to drag that shit out, turn it into a six-month program just to get more money out of you. It's a giant fucking scam. And the worst is the textbook. So, like, yeah, $400 for a textbook. And then as soon as the semester's over, it's worth $15. Yeah, that's completely reasonable. And there's Again, there's nothing in that book that's, like, that's new or special or isn't in the previous version or a hundred other books that cost a tenth the price. They just make you buy that book. Just to fuck with you, just to just to tell you to eat shit. Like, hey, give us more of your money. Fuck you. And then they release a nut like the ninth edition and just make a small incremental change. Or yeah, or they update yeah. they update the cover art. They update the cover art. And yeah. like, yeah, the, that's gonna be another five hundred dollars for this new book. And you mm -hmm. can't sell the old book because what it was was people were just selling. You didn't need the new. The, the, you didn't need the book after you took the class. So people were just selling the book to the to other students. And like, oh, we're not making any money. People selling their used books. So let's just keep updating the book and making new editions and forcing them to use the new edition. So they have to pay five hundred dollars for a textbook that's identical to the to the one that's only ten dollars. Fucking retarded again. But this is where you could do if you actually care about a, a class, you can buy the textbook. Buy an older version of the textbook for pennies on the dollar of what the actual, uh, the one they use in the current classes. It's got the same fucking information in it. It's just college is a scam. But here's the thing. Once you're laid off, a lot of times these programs will pay to help you go to like a, a college class or anything. So if you've already been studying it on your own, then you just walk in, breeze through, um, no stress, you know, whatever. And then you got your degree and you're, you're cruising. But the important thing is you don't want to have all that on you while you're unemployed. Find out what you're interested in. Do your research. Develop your skills. Open up a side business before you're laid off. And you have the time. If you're a MGTOW, you have the time. I mean, what are you doing? Going to fucking seminars and taking baths with pheromone soap? Come on. <laughs> Get your shit together.
All right, that is that is our show. God, that was man. We we didn't get a single caller either. That's 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 a first. But there we go. Mm. You know what? Yeah. I had to put the uh, Discord chat into slow mo because there were so many people asking for a call, and you robbed them of that TFM. I did. I'm ashamed. Well, actually, Kat, it, essentially you robbed them of it because you kept going on and on. You wouldn't let us even get to the calls. We kept engaging. It's true. Listen, don't even try and listen. Don't even try and listen. Don't even try and put it on me. Listen, this is a three-hour show. You got plenty of time. You got forty-five minutes left to put in. You know, some more time to show. Get it done. Get it out. When you point, when you when you point your finger, you have three fingers pointed back at you. Okay. I was pointing my finger. Literally pointing my finger at the um. Yep. You know, when you point your I'm finger, up. you have three three fingers are pointed back at you. You realize that. Well, cat, you see, cat. Let's just be honest here. You did a lot of waffling tonight. I mean, it was great. I did. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't know that. I did no waffling tonight, dude. Well, actually, a few bits of waffling. I did no. I didn't know waffling, dude. Oh, we had That's a great so conversation. I know, it wasn't me that was waffling. I know, cat. Oh, I'm just messing with you. Oh, come on, cat. You know, you know, I'm just bantering, right? I, I oh. never. I never. I never waffle. When I'm drunk. All right. Okay. I will tell you. All right. Stop. Okay. Before this gets completely off the rails, I'd like to thank our sponsors The Dollhouse, MGTOWBooks.com. Use code TFM to save 10% uh, on the MGTOW's Guide to Retiring on 200K in Southeast Asia and Flying Tigers, uh, purveyor of steel groin cups and martial arts gear. And the music just died for some reason. Anyway, any final yeah. thoughts before we go? Yes. What? Uh, Sorry, go ahead, Sugar. No, 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 you, no, no, you go ahead. Oh, okay. okay, Armored the Twelve Monkeys. Uh, a week and a month away, guys. So, if you are Army of the Twelve Monkeys, I will be doing a few things um, leading up to the show. So, just oh, keep God. your eyes peeled on the Discord. Oh, come on, man. I'm, it's not like I'm going to bear myself naked to anyone. Like, I... No, I get the impression you don't trust me. No, like, it's gonna be like you know, it's like like that the, the international MGTOW day stream that was a total dumpster fire. It's gonna I, be I like wasn't that. there for that. That was oh, really fucking bad. It was bad. How it how bad? bad? What happened? It was so bad. I I thought about killing myself. That's how bad it was. Well, I, it, I was tempted. I had to I had to it, look at that gun. I had to stare down the barrel of a gun <laughs> and be like, "Not today, TFM. Not today." You know what? It's because I wasn't there. That that's why you weren't there, but you know no, who no, was there? Was Doctor Weird's there. fucking smoke alarm. That he was the star of the show. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but okay. yes. Okay. End of March is right. the uh, I'm in the Tour Monkey show, so I will make some changes to Discord, and I'm going to speak to some people and get them in, get them involved. Oh my god! Fantastic. Okay. It's been a while since we had an Army of Twelve Monkey show, but anyway, well, these are. My Yes, but these these are my final thoughts. Just six words. Women were meant to be dominated, okay? If there's any cucks and manginas listening out there, okay, just take take off your take off your millennial glasses, cut off that millennial wacky millennial haircut, ditch the skinny jeans, and well, be dominated. My man bun. The pussy. Not yes, my man and bun. And the man bun. And yes, and, and do away with the karate shoes too. It doesn't look good on you. Unless you're actually there's... doing actual karate in the, in a dojo. But they're so comfortable. And they look you make you look effeminate. I don't fucking care. 
That's you're assuming my gender. It's ma'am. It's ma'am, okay? Yeah. Oh yeah, what you wanna you go outside? Me, I'll show you a fucking sir. It's ma'am. Exactly. Let, let's take this outside, TFM. Alright. Well me and Shogun settle this like masculine presenting transgendered lesbians. Uh, we're gonna end the show. So thank you everyone for hanging out. We'll see you next time. War. War never changes. In the current year, women have declared war on men. Men are not only guilty until proven innocent, but they are not even allowed to prove their innocence. In response to this warfare waged by women, known as feminism, men have sought refuge with waifus. Artificial women able to satisfy a man's need for love and sex. Retailers like the dollhouse began to spread, bringing waifus to men everywhere, freeing them from the enslavement of feminism. Get your waifu today from the dollhouse.com or dc.dollhouse.com if you're in the United States before they're banned by feminism so they can control men once more. Go to thedollhouse.com and dcdollhouse.com to find your waifu today before it's too late. This is Shil Estina here to tell you about Flying Tiger's Gear. While TFM is preparing his hand-to-hand -hand combat skills, are you getting ready for the coming purge? Here is something you might not have considered. What are you doing to protect your dick? How are you going to repopulate Western civilization once you've purged the cucks and feminists if your balls are damaged? This is why Flying Tiger's Gear offers a steel kickboxing cup. Sure, you could use it for martial arts, but let's be real here. When some Antifa dipshit is trying to shank your dick, do you want the only thing between your manhood and cold steel to be a piece of plastic? I didn't think so. You need to protect your dick during the apocalypse, right? So check out Flying Tiger's Gear on eBay where they offer the aforementioned steel groin cup, as well as sell lots of martial arts and kickboxing gear if you're into that sort of thing. Thank you for your time. I have an important message for you. For the guys who dream about early retirement and packing their bags for a one-way trip to Asia and say bye-bye to hashtag me too, feminism, entitled women riding the cock carousel, Author and MGTOW, Luca Venditti has written a book about how to achieve early financial independence and leave the West. He managed to retire on 200k in Asia and is happy to share how he did it. His book will cover in detail the high yield deposit accounts available and how to capitalize on them for a guaranteed monthly passive income that grows with inflation, an extremely detailed budget breakdown and much more. The book is called MGTOW's Guide to Retiring on 200k in Southeast Asia. And you can purchase it on MGTOWbooks.com and use the promo code DFM for an extra 10% off. Now in four formats, PDF, Mobi for Kindle, EPUB, and text-to-speech MP3. Sweet <laughs>